welcome to the final fury of Ramjack, book one, the Adello Protocol. I'm Alex. With me is Brad, my co-host. How's it going? Um, we also have, once again, in the Ramjack studio, Jonathan. Hooray! What are you doing back in town? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you just showed up. We started recording, and all of a sudden you're here again. You, knock, you, knock, you knock. went to Chicago. Why are you back here? <laughs> I gotta get my stuff. Po- get your own podcast. <laughs> Jonathan, I'm from one. I'm glad you're here. Well, good. I enjoy you. And I your tolerate opinions. your presence. Well, that that evens out then. <laughs> it's neutral then. <laughs> so what's been going on, guys? Crazy times. A lot of wacky news in the world. Really? A lot of it. Tons of it. Would you like to tell us about said news? Um, well, I'd like to tell you um, about something that, um, you know, 5 and 2 Gizo. Ooh, 5 and 2. There's been a miracle giraffe born at Franklin Zoo. A miracle A miracle giraffe. giraffe. <laughs> a miracle giraffe. Wait a minute. Baby Gizo um, came down. Is he down. white with blue spots? Baby Gizo <laughs> came down and said 5 and 2 giraffe <laughs> miracle baby. And a female giraffe named Jana. Gave birth Saturday to a healthy baby male giraffe who came in at 164 pounds and six feet four inches tall. Jesus. The baby That's dropped six feet. <laughs> the baby dropped six feet to the ground from his mother, who gave birth standing up, zoo officials said. Is that normal? Is that the miracle? Giraffes. Is it's that a, the it's miracle, a miracle part? It's a miracle. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. The baby is the turtle. third miracle baby born to its parents, Jenna and Bo. Three miracle babies. How is it a miracle? Was it? Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm still going. I'm still going. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But it was considered the most valuable Maasai giraffe in North America because he is the longest living giraffe in the world, having been diagnosed with the <laughs> incurable giraffe wasting syndrome. Well, he has giraffe AIDS, basically. GWS, giraffe wasting wasting syndrome. But was diagnosed with GWS in October of '03 and was brought back from the brink of death. The zoo has been holding a naming contest for the new baby giraffe. He joins his two sisters, Autumn and Socks. <laughs> what they asked after named after the 2007 World Series champion Boston Red Sox. Um, uh-huh. She celebrates third birthday in October. Miracle baby draft. See, did you hear about the miracle? So miracle because it's a miracle. Five well, and two it's because its parent has lived through some disease. Yeah, his parent, his well, dad one has parents, one of his parents, one of his parents, his yeah. father. Miracle. His dad has gates. So <laughs> basically, right. And they brought him back from the brink of death. It's a miracle, baby. No. Uh, don't question it. It's a miracle, baby, okay? I don't know. Alex, I thought you would be particularly um, happy about this, being as your fursona is a giraffe. I know. I actually, I'm glad. I learned something about giraffes, about how they give birth standing up, and that they have to drop six Sophie or whatever. Well, that's how, that's how miracle babies are born. There's nothing hotter than taking a miracle draft baby's virginity at a furry convention. I'm Alex, playing Alex, would you, do you know about this? I, like to- I'm pleading the fifth. Pleading the fifth. Hmm. Mm. They're the most coveted of the of the furries. Oh, they're playing they're playing the miracle giraffe. Look, if you can get you're him, me uncomfortable, and I'm not going to hey. about him. Oh, am I? Am, Dra- I'm not, drafts okay. are better than some people I know. In fact, drafts are better than a lot of people I know. Draft will help you out if you're in a hard time. That's a fact. <laughs> Alex, don't stare at me like that. Just because I was misrepresenting your culture. Maybe no, it's, you fine, could it's, fine, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Wow. So miracle giraffe babies. Yeah. Three though. This was in Boston, total. which is frighteningly close to Connecticut. Which is so unnoticed, mm. by the way. Mm. Is it really a miracle if it's happened three times? Um, At that point, it's more like, all right, 
Yeah. It's accepted. Maybe the Bottom first two. two weren't miracles. Bottom the fact that it went six feet to the ground and didn't crack its own skull, that's kind of a miracle in and Five and two. Why didn't it break its neck? I mean, it's a giraffe. There's a lot of neck to break. Jesus has a plan for that giraffe. Five and two. That plan involves eating leaves from branches and standing <laughs> around a lot. What's your plan? Figure it out. Figure it the fuck out. Miracle baby. Miracle baby. Nice. Nice. Alex, what's what's going on in your neck of the woods? I uh, I don't have news per se. I just wanted to oh. talk about some stuff with you guys. Wow. You have problems. It's fine. I, guys. What's, what's happening, big guy? What's this happening? week, I fell in love with the BBC all over again. Oh, I, I, I always knew what you guys had was true. Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys listen to BBC radio at all? I know Brad does. Jonathan, Absolutely. do you? Uh, I don't have any. I'm not subscribed to any. Do they do podcasts? I have to assume they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not currently subscribed to any. The original one that I really liked, well, Ricky Gervais. I don't know if that was really affiliated with the BBC. Yeah. I love the British radio in general, I should say. But as I was at work, um, this week I had to work on a lot of illustrations, and there's a lot of time where I'm just illustrating on the computer. So I thought, I'll go to the BBC's website. I'll listen to some podcasts while I'm illustrating. No big deal. Is this, the second, time, is this the second time you, um, you've stolen news from other podcasts? What do you mean? Just, I'm just asking. You know, last week, you know, you or you had like, hey, I got some news from another podcast, and now. Oh, this isn't news. I was just talking about oh, okay. how I like okay. British radio. Oh, okay, okay, fine. Go ahead. Just check. You wanted, so you wanted to stimulate your mind? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. So I was just going to suggest some podcasts to people that I freaking love. Oh, okay. One of them is Drinking Aloud. Nice. We talked good, about it before. Good show. Mm-hmm. Good show. Freaking amazing. That, what is that? The, is what is stuff. the premise? Is it like This American Life where they just do stories, just random? Well, I will things? say there's a difference between. Or it seems there's a difference between like British radio and American radio as far as like that. It almost seems like This American Life is more for entertainment, more like, oh, this is this is a cute little news thing. It's kind of got when, that Paul Harvey quality, like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Or that's funny. Quaint. The yeah, Brits go from two different perspectives. One of them is just like comedy for no real reason, nonsensical stuff. And then there's this, thinking aloud, which is like, all right, let's talk about something important. Right. Here's an issue. We're just going to talk about it. And it never fails. Every episode I listen to of Thinking Aloud has like simulated me. I'm like, wow, absolutely, this is freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, I could. Uh, um, I mentioned another one um, in our time with Melvin Bragg. Yes, that was the first one that I really, yeah. really enjoyed. Brilliant show. They pick I'm a just, topic each week, and I'm just gonna start writing experts. these down, dude. Really, you should listen to this. If if there's one in particular that I really liked, like, so there's in our time, in our time, Thinking Aloud. Thinking Are there any others that you enjoy? Thinking on thinking aloud, be sure to listen to the one about um, unequal society or equal and fair societies. Absolutely. Okay, it's the uh, July fifteenth episode. Freaking amazing, and they're all great. I've right. listened to all of them now. And for stuff. the Shakespeare fans, uh, if you want to go back and find the In Our Time episode on King Lear, that might be my favorite. Just some suggestions. So, In Our Time. Sorry, what like what's that angle? What's the- uh, they, it's just a, it's like a different topic every week, and they bring oh, okay. in scholars and people to discuss it like fully and in depth for an hour. It's amazing. And is it more like academic, literary, as opposed to world like yeah. issues? Yeah, G- generally, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. Very thought provoking. Yeah, freaking love it. I will say, in our time, almost feels more like a debate though. There, were, yeah. there was one about they were talking about the Earth or something. I can't remember the whole premise of it, but one guy mm. eventually said there was one guy who said, you know, the Earth is you know almost like a living thing. And everyone stopped for a second and was like, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> See, that's, no, I that's something that's I like. True. They called them on it. That's and they'll call about, you on yeah. it. Yeah. In like, in American media, everyone's too friendly. People can say nonsense and they just get away with it. In British, they, they hold them to it. You've, you've got to know your facts. Mm-hmm. You can't just talk a bunch of bullshit. You can't talk snakes and rainbows on the BBC. <laughs> They're not going to have it. 
I know this is an obvious one because you guys already know about it, but also Simply Syndicated, which Brad, you originally oh, pointed yeah. me towards. That that's like an entire network with yeah. shows within it, right. and there's at least a dozen. Oh, there's so many. So um, many. It's all good stuff. Richard right. and Allison's Super Happy Fun Time is one I have movies you should see in the Definitive Award. Those are the three that yeah. I'm. Yes. More fine British people. I just love British podcasts. entertainment. I yeah. guess that's what it is. I mean, I let in with the BBC, but yeah. Those and all those shows awesome. are very, very relaxed. They're just, uh, I don't really think they edit all too much. They just kind of hit record and then they just go. Yeah. And it's, it's just really nice to listen to on a long bus ride from, you know, Cincinnati to Chicago, from <laughs> Chicago to Cincinnati. Which I've been doing. Yeah, these podcasts actually saved my life. <laughs> Good times. Greyhound. Do you want to tell us anything about the Greyhound? What was that like? Uh, the Greyhound is every every bus comes with just a very diverse crowd, and it's pretty interesting because you just see people like trying to connect, like reaching out, trying to figure out if maybe they can make a connection with their bus mate. Uh, the woman sitting next to me actually uh, gave me some of her fries because we stopped Aww. at a McDonald's for some reason. And she also gave me Starbursts. Jonathan, okay, think about this. I think she thought I was poor. What is something you've always learned as a child? Don't take candy. Don't take food from strangers. She was so nice. What if Mm. she was trying to rape you? She gave you french fries and candy. (laughs) Which are two (laughs) things I like. (laughs) Yeah. Thing you like, but they're both bad for your teeth and bad for your health. The only other thing she could have given me was, like, records. I do like (laughs) records. The current music of today. Did you get? Did you strike up a conversation with her, like where she was going from, or did she just give you this food and you're like, "All right, thanks, bye." I'm a really weird person on the bus. I I can I can really easily do really polite small talk, and it's genuine. I'm not faking it, but I can't hold a conversation. I was very thankful, but then the headphones went in the ears. <laughs> not gonna lie, <laughs> yes. I, but I you kept thanking her again and again, and then just she got off in that. Indianapolis. We we said she forgot her jacket, gave it back to her. Oh, um. It's just, it's just interesting. You see people who would otherwise probably never talk to each other talk. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting to hear when the conversations go awry. There were two people behind me that were talking about, one guy said he raised spiders, and the other guy was like, oh, I don't like spiders, man. I don't like spiders. Oh, yeah? Well, uh, I feed mice uh, to my spiders. I don't want to hear about it, man. Are you sure? Yeah, man. And then for the rest of it, silence. I was wow. like, oh, see, that's a connection that didn't happen. Yeah. Can someone raise spiders? I'm sure. That, why would you raise spiders? For like anti-venom maybe? If you're a spider enthusiast. But that's you not how that sell works. Them to it's not stores. like snake. Well, I guess you could. You can say it's not like snake venom at all. Spider I'm sure, venom is like some crazy. I'm like sure on internet there's a whole subculture of spider I'll have to look that up because that's weird. And also weird that you just heard that randomly on a bus. Oh, they're right behind me. I heard about 19 conversations. God help me. These dropping is can be fun. See, my, my one long uh, ground ride, it was mostly at night. So it was just a bunch of people sleeping. Um, and you and people just because you know it's close it's close space so you'll just find people sleeping on your shoulder you wake up and oh there's a little Mexican man Hello, sleeping friend. on my shoulder I'm not gonna wake him up he looks so peaceful <laughs> just, just rub his head a little bit nice. so Jonathan got food you just got sleeping buddy I, I I got I got a little Mexican buddy little sleeping friend. on my shoulder mm-hmm. <laughs> I have yet to experience the Greyhound I think everyone should at least once yeah. There was what? Speaking of podcasts, there was this American Life that talked about some guy who rode around just collecting stories mm-hmm. from people on Greyhounds. And when I listened to that, I was like, you know what? It'd be fun to ride on a Greyhound. I, I would think the product of it would be much more satisfying. I can't imagine just the amount of grueling amount because those things are hot boxes and tensions can be like really, really high, especially with the kids and stuff. So I, I can see like him looking towards the future 
and thinking, okay, at the end of this, that's going to be a great result. Man, I can't imagine actually doing that. Dude, kids on Greyhound suck. Yeah. We had you know, a couple. Yeah. Oh. There, there was a couple of really babies on mine. Bad parents, mm. too. Really young, like our age, 21, 22. It, way too young. Uh, if you're not even 25 and you have a kid, and these kids were just, they were acting up, and the parents were just like, shut up, shut the hell up, slap. Like one woman actually covered her daughter's, who was maybe two, covered her mouth. Like, that's not going to work. She's two. Wow. She's, she doesn't understand what you're doing. Basically, you're just cutting off her air supply. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just... Don't, don't yell at your kids. Children are our future. <laughs> They're precious. Uh, well, I have something. What? Uh, Throw it out. To, what is to it? Tell. Uh, I don't know if you two are regular viewers. In fact, I know you're probably not. Uh, so you think you can dance. I saw part of an episode actually a few days ago. Okay, then maybe this is and by the part. Same I mean, three minutes before we turned it off and did something else. Well, they recently celebrated their 100th episode, and I randomly caught it with my friend Elizabeth. And they didn't really have anything to do in this show, so they kept kind of putting in filler. And at one point, they said, "And now let's go to Katie Holmes, who's going to talk to us about her new foundation." And I forget the exact name of it, but it was something like Funky Dancy Feet or something. Funky Dancy Feet Foundation. And they had this really long interview with her, and they said, so what are you going to do for us today, Katie? She goes, well, a lot of filmmakers and choreographers and dancers have put in their time, and they've helped me, and today I'm going to be singing and dancing at the same time while singing Judy Garland's Get Happy. <laughs> and then they cut oh. to this stage, and there's this old classic car, and she gets out with a fur, and she's singing – and then they cut to a stage, and she's dancing with all these men in tuxedos. And that's when you realize that Katie Holmes, she's not singing. She's fucking lip-syncing. Even though Aww. they made this huge deal beforehand. Get this, ladies and gentlemen. She's not only dancing, but she's singing at the same time. No. Was you don't even hear voice? her breath. Like, it's a very crisp, clear studio recording. Yikes. And she doesn't dance. She just kind of moves her legs, and then the men pick her up. So, Katie Holmes, I know you're bored, and you're not doing anything right now, but... I know, you got, shenanigans, I know you got recast in the Batman film, <laughs> but uh, you don't need to do this, do you? Hey, Holmes, you're on notice. And how does that help her charity? I've got some questions. So was it her singing? It's just that it was a studio recording of her? I have to assume that it is actually her singing. I'll give her that much, but she is not doing it live for the cameras. Wow. Um, yeah. And they wow. lift her like nine times. It's the worst choreography. Like, and lift Katie onto the piano and lift her down Lift her across the stage. That's not choreography. <laughs> Wasn't she like in a production of Chicago or something? They did. Yeah, she was stunt cast. And so if it, who hasn't been in a production of Chicago? Yeah, it's like a celebrity thing. That. It's like, all right, I'm going to go off and do some musical. No, I'm sure. going to go off and do Chicago specifically. Everyone yeah. has done Chicago. Oh, God. Chicago and Cabaret. That's every show that needs to shut down. Yeah. Cabaret, too, for 20 years. And then we can revive it. But no, no more of this stunt casting. I know you're bored, Katie. But I just don't <laughs> like her. She's not that appealing. What what are you talking? Stunt casting is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, when they'll what just randomly fill a role with some cheesy celebrity like John Stamos and Cabaret. Okay, you mean oh. like for a small, like a week or two weeks to throw the celebrity? Yeah, in? usually they'll. It, it's like a tour, and they'll just like come in. Yeah, they'll learn the part, and they'll just do yeah for like three weeks. That's got to be uncomfortable for the other actors, right? I would assume, especially because yeah. half these people can't actually do what they're in. Right, and they they they're used to working with you know real stage actors. Yeah, classic Not, example. You know, um, 
David Hasselhoff, Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, uh, yeah, I've read about that. Experience. I've heard it. It's not yeah, you've, pretty. <laughs> hearing and seeing it, bad enough. He sounds like a goat dying yep. on stage. Oh, damn you, Hyde! And then he comes out at the end and does like nine bows, and he goes, "I've come a long way from the beach in the talking car." Have you? And the audience gives you a standing ovation. It's the Kodak Theater in California, I think. So it's not even a real theater. But it was an all-German audience, right? Oh, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) We love you. Yes. Wow. So, yeah. What else is going on, guys? I I would like to mention something else. Go for it. So I found out something about myself this week. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. This is not a form. Does, Does it involve fursuits? It does not. Okay. We're going to have to talk about it. And I'll pretend to listen. (laughs) Guys, um, I'm Is this hard for you? It's it's a little hard for me to say this, right? This is a big moment. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We played Mafia last night. Mm -hmm. I love the freaking game Mafia. Absolutely. We all do. Have we talked about it on the show before? I don't think so. we have. No. Mafia is one of the best party games ever. One of the best games ever. True. It was developed in Russia by some psychologist. Um, they caught on in colleges or whatever. Well, part of it is deception, obviously. Should we explain what Mafia is? No. Look it up. Wikipedia. Look it up. You will love this freaking game. A lot of it lies with deception. So we played a game last night, which was pretty intense. And um, I felt really bad because I lied to people, even though I won. You feel bad because you lied in That's a game part of the that game. requires it's lying. It's so weird because before this, I never have. But I had tricked people into thinking I was something else. To kill me, by the way. To kill Brad. Uh, it's, it's always my I died joke. early on. You act like games. you're naturally honest, but you're keeping things from us even now. No, what are you talking about? For, uh, we just mentioned it. What, you act like you're, normally I'm a very honest person. I, I have no secrets. Well, no, it, okay, look. I felt really, really bad because uh, part of it is like deceiving people, obviously, like I said. And I, I came out to certain people pretending to be the detective. It was almost thrust upon me. I didn't plan on it, but I thought, you know, we'll try it. Now, if you play Mafia, that's a really tough move to pull off because first you've got to bank the detective's dead or the detective doesn't know what they're doing as in the same game because he didn't say anything. You know what I think you know what I think's happening? I think you've been touched by the spirit of 5 and 2 Jizo. Maybe. And mm-hmm. now you realize that Jesus says it's wrong to lie. It, so you don't want yeah, to do wait, it now. Wait, 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 wait. It's, it's wrong to lie, but why? No, no, no. It it's wrong not wrong to, to lie. I, I know, I know. Jesus says it's wrong to lie. I was about to say, okay. why is it wrong to lie? Because if you can't tell me, then – what are we going to tell Alex? I, I felt just weird lie. because before it's very naive in any mafia game, I never felt any guilt at all. It's like, yeah, we got to kill Brad. We're killing him first. We got to kill Brad. And then we'll go. That's because at some point, five and two Jizo just steps in. He goes, enough so. is enough. Just looking at those people's eyes at the end when they looked at me like, you freaking betrayed me. You killed me. If you lie in a game, I you're going to lie in real life. life in context, it, I was like, whoa. It'll make you feel better. Next game, I will kill you. I can will I just kill say, you. Can I just say that life itself is a game? And if you lie in a game, in a game, that's lying upon lying. Mafia is a metaphor for life, I think. Man, Chizo rolls the dice. You don't know what you're going to get, but you better deal with it. You're going to get five and two. Well, yeah. Chizo. We all have a plan. The giraffe has a plan. You have a plan. You learned <laughs> about not lying. Lose Mafia all the time. Or better yet, don't play Mafia. Those people I can't killed play, people. I can't not play the game. I think you should purposefully lose unless yeah. we're on the same side. No, no, in the future. no, can't do it. I think that's the way it's. I feel. I'd feel dishonest to myself. <sighs> it, it's it's a rock and hard. Who place. would you rather lie to, yourself or everyone else? Ah, that's a situation room question. We'll get to that later. 
No, that's a question right now. Answer that question. I, I was trying to dodge the question. <laughs> yeah, no dodging. You can't dodge that, and you can't dodge your furry past. God I don't really season know. Because I automatically think of a logical question. I can't answer that, like, from the hip. From the hip. Wow. <laughs> Who would be better to lie to, myself or others? Yeah. I obviously would think others would be worse to lie to. I mean, most people lie to themselves in some capacity. Let's be honest. Alex, throwing well, down the philosophical hammer. I mean, yeah. Let me bring it down. Guys, I feel kind of bad. It's kind of weak sauce. I didn't really bring any news. It's like talking points. It's like, I, I think you're just like using the podcast as your therapist. Well, no. I, honestly, I was trying something a little different. Normally, we do the news out. I was like, you know what? Maybe let's let listeners know a little about us. This podcast is not for your heavy conscience, sir. I just throwing it out do as not, a Do game. not betray with your the trust of our audience. Guilt a $300 an hour seminar. I think this all goes back to uh, you being Jesus-y when you were younger. Maybe. I don't know. I think that's what this is. I think Time Changer opened up some, some dark dark days from your past. <laughs> and you were thinking about church, you were thinking about Jesus camp. That bearded dick showed you the way. <laughs> he was a dick, but he, he's a hmm, – he showed us. I went to. Is, is there any other news you guys have? I mean I could talk um, yeah, about hundreds I've, of news points. I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got some news. Um, so the other day I was feeling kind of upset, you know. And I just didn't really, you know, I just really needed some encouragement. And what'd you do? Um, I'm waiting. I was, I thought maybe you guys would give me some encouragement, you know? Oh, well, I mean, Brad, come on. Isn't that what we're supposed to use the podcast for? <laughs> you two need to, st- I'm going to mediate. Stop it. <laughs> Someone's wearing the judgment crown and they need to take it off. <laughs> the thing is, we're all wearing our own crowns. Take them off. Mm. I, I do have one other thing. <laughs> Jonathan, please save us from this. Okay. Yeah, my experience. Reel it in. Reel it in. Now, uh, there's a popular internet video right now, and it's Two a trailer. One cop. What is it called? <laughs> what? Not that thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it's a trailer for a movie uh, that is an animated film supposedly worked on by top-tier animators from all of the studios you know. The movie is called The Prodigy. It's about a young woman who lives in Japan, and she needs to save her prince from an evil warrior. She gets help from a kung fu panda, who at one point, uh, the only thing I'm going to mention about the trailer, because this is the thing that really infuriates me, is that there's a Matrix reference? What year is it? Alex, what year is it? It is 2009. Okay, there's a Matrix reference where someone throws ninja stars at the kung fu panda, and he leans back, and it goes into slow motion. I need to know, I need to make a list, I've been wanting to do this for a while actually, of every lazy film that's made a Matrix reference <laughs> since that damn movie came out, because it's a crime to do it now. Oh yeah. It's a crime. I mean, bullet time. Well, we talked earlier about the Tron, the new Tron trailer, mm-hmm. and there are aspects of that that remind me directly of like the second Matrix movie, very Matrix feeling. But there are tons of media outlets that just reference it. I just feel that we need to let it go. <laughs> it's not topical, it's not funny. It was in Osmosis Jones. Remember Osmosis Jones? Wow. <laughs> there was a fucking Matrix parody in Osmosis Jones starring Bill Murray and Will Smith as age. I've but that was so. like that was like 2003. I know, but even then, 2003. Matrix came out in like 99. I think that was even okay. So. I, After a year, let it go. I've got I mean, I wasn't a fan of the Matrix films, so I'm fine with letting it go. But. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying don't taint the pure Matrix franchise. I don't care about that. It's just guys... It's not funny. It's come on. I, I'm not really a huge fan of like modern day parodies and stuff like that, or like homages and stuff like that. I bring that up because last week zapped tons of them. 
in the film. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really find them funny or even entertaining. It was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you kind of think, oh, that's The Exorcist. Okay. Yeah, but unless like, you're bringing something radically new to the table. Do people just, really enjoy that? Like all those movies, what is it? Like I think Spartans or whatever, people. or like those stupid, scary movie. Simple-minded involves. people, I think, really actually I enjoy think, saying, oh, I know that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I know that. They're for 12-year-olds. Yeah. I Really? I don't. That's an Iron Man I've never reference. Never gotten it. Ha ha. Or, oh, that's an Exorcist reference. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like Jaws jokes. I don't like, I, people still do those randomly. I don't get it. Fucking Jaws. I know it's a big movie, but it's not funny, guys. Get it together is what I'm saying. It's weird. I've never understood that either. That's just strange. Parody, lowest form of humor. Anything else? Is that it? The news section? Jonathan, would you like to talk about your feelings, son? <sighs> I'm moving to Chicago and I'm scared and I need some... <laughs> I need some affirm... Affirmment. I need nah, to be affirmed. Nah, Reaffirmed, if you must. Affirm me and then reaffirm me. All right, so if anyone out there cares enough to uh, um, send Jonathan some uh, affirmment <laughs> or reaffirmment, uh, call in the voicemail line and uh, we'll send it to him. Yeah, he will get it. He'll, f- he'll be forwarded that message. Yeah, we'll forward it to him. Mm. Otherwise, afraid you're on your own. Okay. <laughs> Ramjack, as always, is brought to you by the Poppery 2. Poppery 2. Greatest. The greatest. Now, I will say that I have heard from a few people about their concerns with the Poppery 2, that it looks like a tiny, evil robot. Ridiculous. And um, if you tilt it, it looks as if it's rearing back in an <laughs> attempt to attack you. Mm, you know, that might be true. Yeah, I think, uh, the, I guess Poppery 2s could be used for evil, but uh, it would be a sick, sick mind. Sick mind that would make a Poppery 2 into an evil robot. Also, looks can be deceiving. What he really gives us, the poppery to he, I, I refer to it as a he, right. is delicious popcorn. Mm. And yeah. delicious organic popcorn this time around, even though the last time, Alex, what, what happened? Jonathan brings an interesting point. Yes. Yeah. Last time on the podcast, we slandered uh, organic popcorn. We did. Like, this stuff is ridiculous. It doesn't pop as good. Guys, Takes twice as much land to grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fact. Um. I, it, it was actually my bad. It wasn't the popcorn at all. For some reason, I had measured it improperly, and I put, it, I put in small amounts. Even though Brad said, dude, go ahead and put it all in there. I don't know why. I was experimenting. He was holding I felt back. adventurous. I held back. This time, I put in a ton of organic popcorn, and it all popped great. Yeah. Like, it was like mountains yeah. of it. I'm sorry. A third point. A five and two Jizo point. Ooh. The poppery, too, is infallible. What is in poppery? Hope. Oh, he's risen. My God. He speaks to us in small ways. Wait, 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 guys, guys. I think that means the Pope in the Vatican isn't the real Pope. God's real messenger on earth is the poppery too. He's our popcorn maker is a direct messenger of the Lord. Less than a hundred feet away. Ladies and gentlemen, five and two Jizo. If you want to see the Pope poppery, the popery too, then uh, maybe you guys can arrange that. <laughs> Should we take a picture of the poppery too? <laughs> I, I think we do that. Too. Put it on the website. Put, on Put the it on the website. Five and two, guys. Five and two. Oh, get out. your poppery too. So yes, West Bend's poppery too. Five and two. <laughs> Five and two. Poppery two. <laughs> guys, we watched the movie this week, as we do every week. I, I, Brad, I, what was it? We watched a movie that makes me so happy. We watched The Meteor Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, written, directed, and starring Robert Townsend. Honestly, Brad, I've never seen you happier. (laughs) 
I, Brad this, was giddy before we watched this. This movie fills me with so much joy. I, I remember seeing this in the theater as a child, a couple of years after seeing Ghost Dad in theater. Mm. Um, and I just love it. This is one of the greatest. This is probably in my top ten favorite movies ever. Ever. So, do you want to dive into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Where do, where do we start? Well, I did notice neither of you mentioned this when the movie first started, but those opening credits out in space, very nice nod to the Superman opening credits. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. The clear lettering and how they swooped in and out. I didn't say it, but as a designer, I saw the type and was like, well, that's interesting. That's a good choice. Yeah. Classy little homage. Oh, Indeed. yeah. They know the roots, where they're coming from. So what happens in that first scene? It's like outer space, and there's two meteors that come together and hit each other. And they give birth to a green meteor that flies toward Earth. A green super well, meteor. it flies toward our galaxy. Right. It's and a- then billions of years later. <laughs> and it, yeah, it could come to our Earth at any time, but it appears on Earth in Washington, D.C. Now. Now. <laughs> that was awesome, too. Us, Washington, D.C. Didn't the now. music like now. totally change? Like it was just like, oh, right. Kind of like 2001-ish, I guess. And all of a sudden, bam. And then bam. Hip-hop. 1993 hip-hop. And then now it's italicized now. with an exclamation. I just think that's really funny because at first I was, when it said Washington, D.C., I was like, that's such a, I, I don't like title cards. I think they're kind of silly. Right. Especially when the landmark's right there. But when now appeared, I went, okay. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm safe. I remember awesome. that getting a hearty laugh from you, actually, Jonathan. You were and really excited about it. The music it. changes to a, that Michael Jackson song. Yes, oh, Michael right. Jackson song. Uh, to let us know that this is not space. This is the hip happening now. This is this is now. This is when we're living now. Mm-hmm. You know? I never actually heard that Michael Jackson song before. Yeah. I thought it was weird that I even knew it was Michael Jackson at first. I was like, oh, is that Michael Jackson? Is it, is it, is it, is it MJ? Is he back? Is he risen? I think it was the Shimones. Yeah, no, wait, I didn't. I didn't think it. he said the uh, ehees or whatever he normally. Yeah, but it, it was a Michael Jackson sighting. It was great. I loved it. Uh, and so we we cut to Robert Townsend, a writer, director, and star. He plays Reed and Jefferson Reed. His dog wakes him up because the alarm's going off. He's got a. He's wearing. He's wearing those pajamas with the sheet music. <laughs> yeah, with like sheet music pajamas. <laughs> you know. I want a pair. And, he's uh, a, he's a jazz man. Yeah, he's part of a trio. He's got a show later that night. Uh, I didn't really connect. I mean, I know at the beginning that's a big thing, but he doesn't really mention that later, does he? Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's, like a, there's a, a lot of awesome thing. little plot threads that are just left left to the wayside. Yeah, we never do get to see him perform with the trio. We, know, we never see him. We never to follow up on his, like, his romance. He's apparently recently broken up with a, a fellow teacher. Yeah. Who they mention? Really? Yeah. That, I did not. Yeah, the one that Sinbad's dating later on. That her, They dated? Yeah. I totally missed that. I know. You see them making eyes, and, like, I didn't catch it, but they mentioned that he had recently broken up with this girl. They mentioned the name, and that was her, so later on. Wow! I mean, there's a lot of little little, little nuggets. Little nuggets of character in this film. Eddie Griffin plays Robert Townsend's best buddy, and he actually has that scene where he's like, man, you gotta get back. You gotta gotta get back on the horse. Gotta meet somebody. Right. And so, yeah, uh, he wakes up, and he gets ready, because he's a substitute teacher at the local school. Big-time substitute, apparently, you know. And... Well known. Who's his next door neighbor? This I, I in a in a movie filled with stars. This is the greatest. Look, girls, y'all just gonna have to wait in line. Uh, Mr. Moses, let's make a trade. I'll trade you the best of Wynton Marcellus for Duke Ellington and Billy Holiday. <laughs> never. I would never give up any of my records for anything. You like cutting off one of my hands. Jeff, you're right. Gotta go younger, huh? Yeah. 
everything goes on Soul Train. James Earl Jones as Mr. Moses. Mr. Moses, Ernest Moses, who who has who has this thing for wearing a wacky wigs. He's got a buried collection. Yeah, he's got a, all kinds of toupees and wigs of varying styles. And it's it's quite everyone knows because he's always wearing a different wacky hairstyle. It's kind of his thing. Mm-hmm. That and jazz records. Pretty cool. So we get a little bit of neighborhood flavoring. He goes right. out and he sees his landlord. And the landlord's basically foregone his rent because, you know, hard times. He, he thanks oh, her. Yeah. But she's understanding. She's, she's a nice great. lady. I know he's hooked her up with some tickets to his to his big jazz concert that mm-hmm. night. It's great. This is a great community. I want to live in this community. Hold your hold it right there, Brad. What? What's happening? I don't know if it's as great in community as you think. What? It's James Earl Jones with wigs. Hmm. I will say that I really did love that segment or that scene when you showed that because his room was pretty much all records everywhere stacked up. And they have a awesome. nice little repartee about maybe trading some records, and James Earl Jones flat out says. I'm not giving up my records for anything. It would be like cutting off my hands Mm -hmm. are his words. And keep them. That's important. That does come back. Later he loses his hand. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. This movie gets dark really fast. In a terrible (laughs) media-related accident. (laughs) Oh, no! So when Mr. Reed, the substitute teacher, Mr. Reed, goes to the school, he bumps in to uh, one of his students and little, little fellow by the name of Squirrel. 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 And Squirrel drops a comic book and kind of gives him this weird look like I'm watching you, old man. Yeah. It's a shifty. Um, it's a one finger that could be a point like I'm watching you or it could be like a gun. Yeah. Squirrel. What's, squirrel. You know what thumb is squirrel. Up. What does Squirrel get into this little rap? I mean, he's just a little kid. What could he be? What kind of trouble could Squirrel be getting into? He's a uh, kid. And he's a child. He's a youngster. He's like, what, eight, eight years old, eight, nine? Easily. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I think I, I have an idea of what he could be involved what, what, what's he, what's he involved in. What's he involved in? A gang. No. Gangs? A no. gang. Oh. Not an eight-year-old. Yes. I thought this community mm. was so pure. Nope. This is a big, big problem. Mr. Reed's dad really wants to solve this problem. And he holds a lot of community meetings about how they got to fight this gang. Absolutely. What's the gang called? It's not the Bloods. It's not the Crips. Well, wait, wait a minute. Those are the, the biggest gangs yeah, yeah. in the nation. That, that's nothing. Small potatoes, Bloods, and Crips. Mm. Um, not 93. These are the Golden Lords. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, my bad. The Golden yes. Lords. Trademarked by... Like what? What's their, their MO? Um, well, they've got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. They, they're very diverse in what... They've got a lot of stuff going on, what are they? I would say they are a pretty awesome gang. They are. They. I love their hairstyle. Yeah, they've got gold. like they've got like um like gold. If you if you get in, you have to have gold hair. Gold hair, gold flat top, as it were. Uh, they all wear very stylized suits, right? With gold. Mm-hmm. The height of fashion. Um, the leader, who is the leader, Simon. Simon says, is the gold leader <laughs> chief, played by Roy Fegan. Carries around a golden slinky, mm-hmm. which he uses to make an ominous slinky sound. He also has a quote at some point in the movie where he says, you know, life's like a slinky. <laughs> and at some point or another, everything changes. Doesn't really have a lot of sense to it, but. You know, slinkies always change, all. yeah. Slinkies are always changing. Sometimes, you know, slinky, you're just like a toy. Sometimes a slinky gets a medical degree. And you'd think that'd be <laughs> enough for a gang. You know the suits. Oh yeah, the hair. I mean, you've got an identity. Ominous. What else do you need? You got young oh. kids working for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got a hierarchy, right? <laughs> Alex, do you remember the hierarchy of the game? Yes, I remember. We have the baby lords, little guys, 
Yes. Yeah. Tiny. Those are the eight-year-olds. That's what I'm I. That's what I think they're like the five-year-olds. They are tiny. Easily the scariest. Yeah. Then there's the junior lords, right? Junior lords. Fourteen, fifteen, right? Yeah. Preteen. And guys. then you just got the lords. Yeah. And Squirrel is yeah. He is part of this gang, and uh, well, he's trying to be a yeah, part of it. Yeah, right? we find we find out that he's through the initiation process right. at this point. Mm. So, uh, and know. Daddy Daddy Reed wants to stop the gangs. In fact, he stands up to the gangs. Uh, James Earl Jones and all the other people are walking down the street. They see the gang up ahead. They're like, "Let's cross the street. Don't want to cause any trouble." And what does Daddy Reed say? He says, "No, I'm going to walk across the street like I want to." And he steps on one of their crack files. Destroys it. Oh, what's he doing? I ain't crossing the street for nobody. Leave me alone, Maxine. Dad, come on, Ted. Don't be crazy. Are you scared? Yeah, I'm scared. I don't have to prove nothing to nobody. I want to see hero. I rent Rambo. Well, you go ahead on it. Ted! We gotta get these young people involved in this. What are you doing? Can't do that. Mm, That's a good thing the cops come up immediately, right? Yeah, but, uh, you know, people complain about the cops that they just can't solve all the problems. And be everywhere at once. See you later, old man. You don't have to see me later. See me now, punk. Because I ain't crossing no street. Well, especially not in Washington, D.C. Well, and Daddy Reed thinks they should wear orange caps that say community <laughs> watch. They should have whistles. James Earl Jones is not for that, by the way. Well, he doesn't want to look ridiculous. He doesn't want his, his, his awesome wig to be, you know, is besmirched, a, besmirched is it by a ridiculous point? fluorescent orange hat. You crazy. If you think I'm going to walk up some dark alley with a loud orange hat on my head and a whistle, I can see the headlines now. Golden Laws kill old man in loud orange hat and stuff a whistle up his butt. Ernest is right. This patrol is a dumb idea. Oh, I'm fire. Stuck together. Mom, Dad, I got to go to the show, but uh, she's right. We can't win. Oh, yeah. Is he wearing the MC Hammer rectangular block wig at that point? Oh yeah, yeah this is so. a huge flat top he's, way up on his head. He's really, gen- I he's really genuinely very funny. He is because he's playing basically a dork. Yeah, which I never would have assumed at any point in his career he played just a genuine dork. Yeah, he's like a just a big nerd. Yeah, he's a big like man child almost because he's just he he's easily intimidated. He's yeah, he's, a nerd. he's, he's I mean, he's try- you, you see that he's trying. He's trying to be young. He's trying to be hip. He's wearing like you know baseball jerseys and laptops, and it's yep. ridiculous. <laughs> I he is my favorite character in this movie. Yeah, and he, he, what is he? What there's one point when they're walking down the street. Doesn't he like try to chat up some of the younger ladies? Yeah. Like what is he like? Are you done with OPP? Yeah, you know me. Just casually saying to some chick. I don't know. She kind of walks off. We don't see her reaction, but and he uh, makes those lines. I, you could give him anything. He make it sound like Shakespeare. Yeah. Oh, Anyone yeah. else? They, it would have just been crazy. like, oh, that's an annoying comic actor doing a bit. Right. James Earl Jones is just. Or no. That owns Again, it. like we gotta we gotta talk about this movie. This, this movie has a cast. Yeah. Like yeah. this is fucking all star. You've got of course Robert Townsend as the lead. You've got Marla Gibbs as his mother. His father is uh Robert is it Gyumba? I can't remember I don't know how to pronounce that it. That works for me. The guy the guy played Benson from Soap and Benson and later Sports Night. Um of course James Earl Jones, Roy Fegan. You got Don Cheadle as Goldilocks, one of the Golden Lords. You got Bill Cosby, our old friend, <laughs> as a hobo. Who plays a key role. We got we got Frank Gorshin, the Riddler from the old Batman, mm-hmm. as a mobster. We got Sinbad. Yep. Sinbad just thrown in there. 
as a recent convert to the African liberation movement. Yeah. Let's be honest, a lot of these stars are just kind of thrown in there. Yeah, there's a lot of awesome cameos. You got Luther Vandross. Mm. You got Bismarck Key. I mean, did you oh. already mention the music groups? I'm sorry. There's a couple of music groups that get extended cameos, and it's yeah. pretty clear that they're musicians first. Oh, yeah. Actors fifth. Uh, but even they're welcome. Yeah. Sure. Why not? What was that one called? Another Bad Creation or something like yeah. that? Mm-hmm. And I think they basically play the different gangs outside of the Golden Lords. There are other right. gangs. There's um, Bloods and the Crips. Uh, of course, we have Wal Shawn is also in the film as one of uh, as one of the very teachers. few white people in the entire movie. Right. And he's, of course, doing his Wallace Shawn pinched nasally. Yeah. That's Wal Shawn. Shawn. <laughs> I mean, it's great. What do you get him to play? The smooth swap guy? No. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's oh, just an amazing, amazing star vehicle. The Meteor Man is. So James Earl Jones doesn't want to fight the gangs because he thinks he'll look ridiculous. And Reed doesn't want to fight the gangs because he just flat out says, look, we can't win. He's a bit mm. of a coward. Yeah. yeah. He tells his students, he's a substitute teacher, he tells his students to run away from bullies. Yeah. He This one, this one kid, his parents, he's come in with the parents, he's beaten up, he's got broken arms, He's and they're like, a young girl did this to him. Mr. Reed said that we should run from the bullies, and that Mr. Reed encourages the smaller kids to practice running, hiding, and eating their lunch quickly. I didn't say quickly, I said rapidly. Let's be honest, he doesn't have a smile on his face. Yeah. He seems okay about it. Maybe the girl gave him a kiss. Aww. I'm But yeah, but apparently Robert Townsend's been just telling his students to run away. Run away and don't fight. And eat your lunches rapidly. <laughs> eat rapidly. Eat rapidly, yes. That was a, that was a weird scene. Because I love when the principal says, like, it comes to a head. She's like, hey, look, you teach what's in the book and you do not teach, you know, your own personal philosophies on these things. Right. She has a point. He is a substitute teacher. Yeah. See, I never, I thought he was like a legit teacher. For some reason, I never picked up on the fact he was a sub. That's kind of lame. Because he does eat lunch with, all, I, I guess he's just a very rookie. And if he had a relationship with a teacher there, he must be subbing there all the time. Maybe he's like a long-term sub thing. The Golden Lords are always abdu- abducting one teacher at least. Ah. Uh, Ooh, we need you to fill in for our teacher today. Right. Townsend. Robert Townsend's character is at the meeting. He says, we can't win. And he walks yeah. out. His car has been broken into. Because mm. he was going in there to get money for gas, gas right? He was out. Which we'll never he hear about money from his fans. His radio's been stolen. His car window smashed. They stole his base. Oh, no. He's screwed. That means he can't play like, the show. Could his life get me worse? Yes. Well, I want to know what happened to the band. He hears, he, you, you won't know. <laughs> You'll never know about that. That's, we'll never find out. You mean you were never going to tie up that end of the story? Yeah. Oh, we got oh, other fish no. to fry. A sequel. Meteor Man 2. Meteor okay, Man 2. okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting impatient. Um, so, you know, he's, he's there, you know, he's like, oh, could this get any worse? Then he hears, like, a woman screaming in the alley. Goes over there to check on it, you know, a woman could be getting raped. Um, no. It's two kids. They're, like, attacking her and mugging her. One of them's got the girl, the full-grown woman by the hair. This, this kid's, like, seven. And one of them's going through baby lords. Who is it? It's Squirrel. Squirrel. Squirrel! What are you doing? Squirrel, Why? And you're like, okay, well, Robert Townsend, he's probably thinking, you know, these kids are rough, and I'm a coward, but it's two little kids. I can stop this. Mm, out of the darkness. Slink, a slink, a slink. Here come the Golden Lords. And it's not just the Golden Lords, the Junior Lords, and the Baby Lords. They're coming with something else. Mm. They're packing not only guns, not only anger, not only frustration. They're packing a tiger. A hungry tiger. A hungry <gasps> tiger. They got a tiger. What the heck has a tiger? I do think it was weird that they were all just watching these two recruits just 
attacking this woman. Well, this was just their, in the shadows. They were all in the dark. Initiation. Yeah, they had to make. So, do they carry the tiger around with them all the time? Is he just like their tiger? It's like, all right, let's bring the tiger out. Tiger. Quick mini situation. If you had a tiger, wouldn't you just carry it around everywhere? If it was tame enough to be carried around, sure. It's your gang mascot. That tiger looked pretty tame. It looked. If you snapped it, your fingers, maybe it would attack. But it seemed pretty docile otherwise. Why yeah. wouldn't you walk around the neighborhood with it? That's what Roy thought. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I went there. Wow. Poor Siegfried. Poor Roy. Really, uh, really killed the mood there just then. Hey. I got to keep it real. I keep it real. Don't, don't fuck around with tigers. No more He's keeping tigers. it real like Meteor Man keeps it real sometimes. Not as much as Ghost Dad, but... Right, right, right. Um, you know, also... Much like Ghost Dad, this movie does get dark at times. Yes. It gets really, really real. It has an actual point that it's trying to make. Yeah. There's some satirical moments and very broad comedy, but yeah, there's more than a few moments where it's very reflective. Yeah, there's some there's some great moments. I think there was a pretty real point coming up ex- right after this, because mm-hmm. don't they chase after yeah. Uh, so, Reed? Yeah, so Reed's a running from the gang. He, he ducks into a garbage can. And yeah. they, they send the kids out and they say, Squirrel. If you see anybody, you tell us. Squirrel lifts the dumpster. Oh, because he's in the dumpster. In fact, don't we hear someone say, don't look in the dumpster? He'd be stupid to be in the dumpster. Right. So what is but yeah, like you said. So, so Squirrel lifts up the dumpster, and he sees Reed there. Reed's looking at him, scared to death. And uh, one of the uh, senior lords, <laughs> the golden lords is like, Hey, Squirrel, do you see anything in there? And Squirrel looks at a reed and is just like, No, I don't see nothing. You see something over there, Squirrel? Nah. Nobody. Tragic. Oh, man. Just the thing. He spared him. He spared him. He spared him? Maybe Squirrel. But at the he? same time, he just gave him a look of, of you are pathetic. Pitiful. Maybe Squirrel Howard. has a little bit of a heart of gold. He does, a, I think, maybe a little bit. Another. But I think at the same time, you can see the, the disrespect. I mean, Reed's he's, a coward. Reed's a coward. And he, he proves he's a coward by staying in that dumpster <laughs> until about 3 a.m. Yeah. We see, does it start like at 9 or 10 yeah. after the watch and then it's 3? That, that is a little ridiculous. He's been too scared to get out of the dumpster. Finally, he gets out of it. Great timing. Uh, <laughs> because about yeah. then... A meteor <laughs> starts heading his way. A giant green flaming meteor. Same one we saw at the beginning of the film. Right. Mm-hmm. It's going, I guess, about a mile an hour, maybe. <laughs> but it's veering. It's turning corners. It's chasing him. Yeah, it, it comes down to street level. Stops for a second. Corrects itself. And then goes, read. <laughs> I'm going to get read. <laughs> it's, going, it's going straight for him. Is it sentient? I don't know. Uh, Could be. Um, it's magical. But he's running. He's... he's <laughs> He's in a dead end. Where can he go? Nowhere. Bam. Meteor, a flaming green meteor crashes into him. And it's a pretty raw, kind of gory special effect because he gets burned. Yeah. The makeup effects were pretty good for this. Yeah. Like, he he looked rough. Because mm-hmm. it, like, burns through him yeah, and into it's him. it's going into him, basically. Yeah. This super-duper magic meteor. I, I'll be honest. I don't think it was that realistic with <laughs> well, I'm kidding. Well, I thought he should like with the basic explosions that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there'd be nothing left. Well, obviously, but, but then there wouldn't be a movie either. This is not an Very everyday true. ordinary meteor. It's, I know, and it is. Meteor. It's a meteor with intelligence, and it's green. Right. Also, we see um, a chunk of the meteor um, kind of roll away, 
and we see a strange man. We don't see his face, but he grabs the piece of meteor. Mm. I think we just see his on. hands going towards it. Very good foreshadowing. Like, yeah. what is this? Like, who could this be? Looks like a hobo. He doesn't help read, <laughs> we assume. I, maybe maybe call the ambulance. I don't know. Yeah, someone must have. Because yeah. they do show up. He's right. rushed to the hospital. Uh, here's the thing. They introduced this character, Vanessa, the, the sexy, sexy nurse. nurse. And there's actually a really funny scene with Eddie Griffin where he's. it seems he does it really well. It's very pointy. He's like, friend, I gotta leave it in God's hand. Five and two cheese Uh And then he walks away and then Vanessa appears and Eddie Griffin appears right back again. <laughs> Because uh, even though his friend's a burn victim, right. he's still, come on. Yeah. Help, help, so he, help he, a guy out. He just needs to talk to somebody, you know, like a sexy lady. But I thought this one was going to be the love interest. Yeah. Yeah. And after that they, one scene, they I don't think she's it. in the movie at all. No. They leave Something it. tells me a, a couple of things got snipped, probably. Yeah, there was, there was some, I mean, clearly, like, they, they kept this movie tight. But they left a lot of threads. Mm. I mean, it's, 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 I think it could easily have been a three-hour epic. Uh, I'll say it. Or possibly a trilogy. So you want an ultimate director's cut. I want an ultimate edition. Do you want the Blu-ray feature where Robert Townsend appears and he points at things and goes, now look at this. <laughs> See this? This is why this is. So yeah, he's in the hospital. He's in the hospital and he's made an amazing recovery. All of a sudden, there's the, burn, the burns have all healed. What's happened? This does garner the attention of almost every, do- I assume every doctor, nurse, every doctor, candy, nurse striper, candy striper, yeah. <laughs> anyone with an interest I gotta, in medicine. <laughs> I gotta see this. Medical students, uh, everybody's yeah. there. They're all coming in. And they see him and he's fine. <laughs> all his burns and scars, gone. So the, one of the doctors tries to form a theory. He says, well, some of these scars could have been healed due to stress. And just as that's happening, Reed brushes up against one of the medical textbooks that's being held by a nurse. And there's a green sparkle effect. And suddenly, he's, it's in him. He's got it. He's, he, he can know everything in a book by touching it. Crazy. Awesome superpower. That's all you need. That, that would be great. If you had that alone, you'd be great. Awesome, but with limits, oh. which is the sad thing. Because he, he starts could correcting. retain that knowledge, it'd be awesome. Because he starts correcting the doctor, and everyone thinks, yeah. oh, God, he's super intelligent. He's right. He even knows what page it's on, what paragraph. But then what happens? Mm. Only has 30 seconds. Ah. With this knowledge. And then he becomes just loses just a normal it. Joe. Are, yeah. You know, you could just hold the book. This is yeah. also true. I mean, you know, just hold on the book for over 30 In seconds. In most situations, that'd be fine. Yeah. Another question. It almost They almost act like he can only touch the book once. Right. Because it's like, couldn't you just go, oh, sorry, it's been 30 seconds, I'll just touch it again. Yeah. And it's back. Uh, you just need to do that as many right. times, right? I also love that, like, early on, it seems like, he, like, not only does he absorb the information, but as soon as it disappears, he can't remember where he is. He just looks confused. Like, yeah, what? what was I just talking about? I don't <laughs> even know. The, 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 the five, information is seconds. gone. Yeah, everything just wiped. So it's a power maybe maybe used sparingly. Right, right, right. You don't want to get too discombobulated. Right. You use it to learn your instructions from IKEA, so you can put together yes. your um, new bookshelf. Do it in thirty seconds though, because you can only do it. Once. But uh, you know, don't. and then you won't even know you're in your own apartment. <laughs> right. Just be like, oh, there's a bookshelf. What happened? Uh, so that's the first power he figures out. Right. And well, then sure. And then while he's in his room, he starts seeing what's on the other side of the wall. X-ray vision. Wow. Wow. X-ray vision and he can absorb books. This guy's set. He can also see people in their underwear because of the X-ray vision. Right. Which is awesome. And I've got to say, there's a lot of scenes where you see people in their underwear. Everyone seems to be wearing rather comical underwear. 
Yeah, one guy has like a unitard on the <laughs> top yeah. to bottom. That was very weird. I could have sworn that one guy just had on a white dress shirt and nothing else. Did you not see that? I almost commented I think, while we were watching. I think I missed that one. It was either like a really big white t-shirt and you couldn't really see anything below his he legs. Been wearing briefs. But realistically, there could have been a guy going commando. Yeah. I thought, I thought, why is this guy in a white <laughs> dress shirt? That's not underwear. <laughs> Watch the film. It's in, I want to say it's in the lower left corner. It's like the last thing he sees, it cuts really quick back. And I'm like, what the, was that a dress shirt? Nice. Guy, I, Ooh, I don't know. Saying, I'm just saying it's there. Fair and, enough. So who would he want to see in their underwear? Oh, obviously the hot nurse. Obviously. Yeah. Bring so, Vanessa. Beep, 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 beep. Hits the button. Nurse appears. Who is it? Oh, it's comedy ugly nurse. <laughs> Played by who? Played yes. by the same woman that played the coach's wife from Zapped. She's back. Two movies She is as but yeah. she's uglier. She's she is. so much more. Well, she's she's older now. Right. God. They made Zapped her look was raw. This was what this was a decade since Zapped was filmed. Mm-hmm. Damn. Can you imagine being that actress? Um, her name Be- is Lawanda Page. Imagine being LaWanda Page and being told you will be playing the ugly nurse. He will react to you as if you are an ogre. Well, she, she she's had a career. I've seen her in other things. She always seems to play this, you know, mean, crotchety old woman. Oh, yeah, it's her type. We all have our types. Yeah. We are what we are. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, 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 oh. Where's Vanessa? Oh. Vanessa? What can she do for you that I can't do? I can do everything she do, honey. And a whole lot better. Walking around here thinking she cute. Showing them little pencil legs. Honey, I seen better legs on the pool table. And another thing, Vanessa this and Vanessa that. Talking about how cute she is. Hmm. I seen something at the zoo cuter than she was. Come on, get in there with your half dead self. Thank you. You got it. Let me tell you something. Here's my phone number. Call me, sweetie. <laughs> we can get together. I have champagne at my house, the bubbly kind, you know, and I got one of the little bikini nighties, you know. See through. She starts yelling at him about various things, and the next time we see her, she's pushing him into the car, and I wrote this quote down. She says, get in there with your half-dead self. I, I, li- I like that quote. From she delivered that nicely. <laughs> she's always chatty. I just want to throw, throw in there, um, this uh, same, same woman, Lawanda Page, also played on Esther from Sanford and Son. Okay. I so that, now. that yeah, that's where I remember it from. Oh, so, there you go, there you go. It's got a long-standing history of playing very mean-spirited ladies. Yeah, but you know, while she's putting him into the car, she also hits on him, right? Talking about Sexual here's my harassment. phone number. Here's my phone number. Give me a call. We'll go out. Because you know you see? want this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's the joke. <laughs> she's ugly, but it fucks. Uh, so right after that, we have a really short scene with the gang. And I only bring it up because of the ba- the baby lords and their lunchboxes. Oh, the baby filled lords. Filled with drug money. <laughs> I love Tons it. of money. I love the idea of baby lords. I love the idea of five to eight-year-olds in a gang wearing matching uniforms. They, they, you know, they're just trusted. Like, they're just trusted, do you know? They're so grown up. Yeah. They don't go to a, they don't need a daycare. They're basically no. adults. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they march in lockstep. They're in uniform. It's, they're pushing crack. Pushing crack, uh, they're very smartly dressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, baby lords, bravo, bravo, baby lords. <laughs> so we've got book absorption powers, X-ray powers, and when Reed goes home to feed his dog, he comes up, discovers a new power. He can talk to dogs. 
What? And he dogs can talk to dogs. Can talk to him. And dogs can talk to him, which sounds hilarious, by the way. The voice they use for the dog is bizarre. Because you get the bark, and you get a subtitle, but then you also get this very <laughs> tinny robotic voice. It's so weird. It almost seems like it starts out low, like it's not really, you can barely hear it, and then it kind of manifests itself. Jeff, feed me the one in the red can. Red one can. Feed me the one in the red can. Got that classic hawking quality. Fine. <laughs> Starving. <laughs> So that's an interesting side effect of the meteor. This meteor is very, uh... Like, can he, can he talk to other animals? Or is it just dogs? Because that would be awesome. You talk to dogs. I would think it would be awesome if, like, like cats... Like, a, a cats, like, speak with, a, like, a weird accent to him. He just hears French. There he, were the dogs... Right. Superior world. There were dogs present when he got hit by the meteor. Remember Ooh. that? So Ooh. maybe that was because the meteor flew by the dogs. I don't know if that's related. In my heart of hearts, I hope that he's like Dr. Dewey. We all have said. a plan, and God made that meteor very specifically. That's why it has fair... We can't understand it. We're sitting here going, dogs? Really? Don't... Come on. There's a plan for Reed and all of us. He needs to have this power. I'm sure there's a reason. Isn't, isn't this also the point where he can... His friend comes in? Mm -hmm. Eddie Griffin. And he's got to convince him that he's got these powers. So I think Eddie Griffin opens up a magazine... And uh, Jet magazine. Yeah. Townsend touches it, Reed. And Because he knows Reed hasn't read this issue. Brand new issue. Brand new. He gets everything right. Then oh, after thirty yeah. seconds, what? And, and the best That's word has been like I I love how all the time Eddie Griffin's just like throwing Eddie Griffin often gets stuck throwing around some exposition to the audience. He's like, You must you must have gotten superpowers from this meteor shower. Well, he's the scientist of the movie. Right. They don't really and they only use his scientist angle when they need to. Like, right. oh, well, he's a scientist, so clearly he would say Oh, yeah, look at this article about the meteor shower. You must have been hidden by a meteor, which gave you strange superpowers, obviously. I'm but. a scientist who <laughs> works at a local school. Yeah, a scientist for... <laughs> I teach fifth grade science. science. Obviously, no, I know about this. I know about superpowers. Well, and he builds machines, too. I thought that was going to be a recurring thing, because early on when they're talking about the concert, he says, look at this machine I built yeah. to test audience vibrations. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. But I thought, okay, so he's going to make machines and stuff. Yeah. Maybe gadgets or something. But no, that no. comes up again. Sequel. Sequel. He's like the gadget guy. He's the Batman. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that that, was, that machine looked very similar to, was it Conky? It did look like Conky. And Pee Wee Herman's yeah. uh, Playhouse or Big Adventure. So, okay. So, obviously, Meteor Man is um, a later made um, prequel to Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Guys, not not everything is a prequel to something else. Dude, everything is a prequel to everything else. Uh, like, you guys just... see, the, you think you can see through the veils. <laughs> Dude, you got x-ray vision? I don't think you do. Look. You gotta believe in magic. It's like me. the girl, the girls, the girls next door was a prequel to Kinder's reality show. <laughs> well, so yeah, is yeah. this a prequel to Pee Wee's Playhouse? We've got Conky. What else do you need? All right, that thing uh, looks so much like. I mean, okay, it looked like the, <laughs> the disembodied head of Conky. He, he was still being developed. If Lawrence Fishburne was in this movie, fine, because he was also in Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> right. But, uh, why? Wow. Why is he in this? <laughs> Yeah, he really should have been. Everyone else was. Every other Don Cheadle, who plays the smallest part in the damn movie. Don Cheadle as Goldilocks. Goldilocks. <laughs> the most awesome gang member ever. Uh, so at, at, at this point, the movie decides that we need to see more of Bill Cosby. Clearly. And he's using his powers. He's changing the channels of a TV that's across the street. And he's basically doing Zapped. 
Right. Yeah, now why does Bill Cosby have these powers? Because he was the guy who picked up the meteor, oh. the shadowy figure we didn't see earlier. He's the hobo. Mm-hmm. Now, it's so odd, because doesn't the hobo have a house? Isn't he inside of, like, an apartment or something? No, he's, like, he's got, like, he's, like, a hole up in, like, a street with, like, boxes and stuff. Like yeah, like, like, he can see through the, uh, the sewer great and he could just kind of see things up, yeah. up on the surface i think so he had like a kitchen in his own sewer? yeah he made he had like a little makeshift thing in his alley in the alleyway it was mm-hmm. pretty nice when you're homeless you, you gotta you gotta make do uh but the reason why he can the, the meteor isn't absorbing into him he's just touching it occasionally he's got to get a little yeah. bit he's got a little, he's got in the coffee can so he just like you know he just like you know rubs some meteor and he's like oh meteor power i don't want to watch that so apparently you so apparently another power you can control machines with your meteor powers. Huh? Mm. Control so, machines. Okay, so we got controlling machines. We got X-ray vision. We got talking to dogs. Is that it? Absorbing so books. Yeah, I think that's it. So absorbing far. the printed media. Huh? <laughs> Terrifying. What can't you do as a meteor man? Guys, mm. a So it's at this point that the Golden Lords decide to, in one of many instances, exact their revenge because they take a lot of things personally. Golden Lords coming after Benson. Mm-hmm. They, they get they get Daddy O. Uh, and I think it, it, that's a really small scene because right after that we cut to Wallachon. Right. Who's cranky? Well, you know, oh, he's got reason to be cranky. There's kids that are slitting his tires every day. Mm-hmm. And he, he even says to the kid, Oh, I, how could you do this to me? And the kid says, I hope you have bus fare. Because <laughs> they're going to do it again. I no mean, respect. Aaron didn't bring his supplies to class. He was sleeping in my classroom. When I woke him up, he used very foul language at me. You mother this. You mother that. All right. I suspended him from school, and that same afternoon, I went outside, and all four tires on my red Mustang had been slashed. I suspended him again today, and do you know what he said to me? I hope you have bus fare. Absolutely unbelievable. In other words, he is planning to do the very same thing again today. Now, that's unbelievable. He's going to slash my tires again. Seriously, what... What's going on? Can't they prevent kids from slitting tires? I love the solution is just to transfer the kid to another class, right? To another teacher. I think it's not that big of a school, Wallace. Sean, deal with it. You're working in really? an inner city neighborhood. These ha- kids are going to be tough. Have someone watch your car. Um, make sure the kids aren't wandering around school property during class hours. Well, Reed starts giving this huge speech about how Wallace Sean needs to kind of own up and take care of these kids a little bit more. But the ironic thing is that he keeps seeing through the walls. Kids robbing lockers. Uh, one kid is just letting air out of tires. I'm pretty sure he's just letting the air out. Which, but it is that guy's car. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of that a Dennis the Menace level prank, though. Like, uh, but if you're then, gonna go for it, slash the tires. But then he gets a sledgehammer and smashes windows. Oh in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. These kids are these kids manic. are fucking evil. Like um, they're breaking into a locker. Okay, that's one thing. Oh, they're stealing some other kid's stuff. You know, whatever. Kid pranks. But smashing a windshield. With you a sledgehammer? Whoa. In broad daylight? You know that kid probably saved up to buy that sledgehammer just yeah. so he could go that day. That was a big sledgehammer. He stole the sledgehammer, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Smash car. I'm sure you can steal a sledgehammer. He's golden lord. Uh, well, the, his ex Reed's ex-girlfriend, uh, fellow teacher, stands up and tries to support him. This is a very odd, as we've already said, it's her a role sub- in the film is just yeah. very, it feels truncated. Um, I looked on Wikipedia and apparently there was going to be a whole subplot, but they just decided at the last minute. They decided not to worry with it. Yeah, because honestly, I just thought she w- was a separate 
character right, a right. second love interest. And I thought, how many love interests are they going to yeah. give this guy? I also thought that he might eventually have a love interest with the reporter woman that always reports Absolutely, on stuff. yeah. But that never goes anywhere. Yeah. Eddie Griffin tries to get with her, but that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just more of a comedic point that they try to make. Um, so Benson is brought home. So we see they bring they bring home Daddy Benson. He's been roughed up a little He's been roughed up. They're, they're bringing him home in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. He has been hurt. Robert and the gang Tom. shows up to welcome him. What happened? Your father thinks he's Superman. Well, nobody's walking over me. I don't care how many they are. You know your father. Just dickheads. You back from the hospital already? Yeah, that was fast, though, man. How you feeling? Get your hands off of him. <laughs> because oh. this gang has a lot of time on their hands. They're driving around in their gold car, obviously. Their stick gold with tuxes. They stick with a theme, and I appreciate that in the gang. I, You know, if there were more ruffians that adhered to a code and had, you know, a bit of a motif, I, I would... Alex, you're in, you're in design. You you should... You need to corner that market. Up-and-coming gangs, uh, they gotta have logos. Yes. Dude, you should... Taglines. You should brand a gang. A gang? I do that. Do rival gangs and put on a mustache. Oh. They won't know. You'll make <laughs> twice the money. They'll probably kill you when they find out. That would be really cool. I mean... Okay, gangs and all that's, I mean, that could double for them as merchandise opportunities. Sell official gang-related The clothes, because you need clothes in all sizes. Babies, infants, up to age 65. Yeah. I never knew. Yeah, I think we might have a market to tap into, guys. Mm-hmm. I organize crime, guys. You can have that idea for free. Thank you, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the gang basically tries to go in. And rough some people up. Yeah, they're they're gonna finish off Benson. You can't. Wh- why are you gonna do that? Luckily, Robert Townsend is there. They try to grab him. He just knocks him out of the way. He's got super strength as well. And then someone tries to punch him and ends up breaking his whole arm because he and tried to punch him. This guy was a really big guy. Yeah, his, his name was Uzi. 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 A guy named Uzi. He's like crying on the ground. Reed's a coward. A whim. But apparently, fucking solid. Solid. That's Super solid. Mm-hmm. Are you sure that was Uzi? Yeah. I thought Uzi was the guy that shot the gun when they came back around the second time. This guy gets in a cast and can't shoot later. Um, I think that was actually bad editing. Yeah. It may have been bad editing. I think it was the... Because the, uh, I think it was the... Because I know he calls that guy in the car, Uzi. Yeah, I, I think it was the same guy. They just didn't have the cast on him yeah, at that it's point. It's much, much later when we see that mm-hmm. same character. Yeah, I was just throwing that out there because I was just... Yeah, I, I got one tiny, one around. tiny flaw in the film. One in the well, greatest, one of the greatest flaw. films. Otherwise, it's infallible. <laughs> Absolutely, it's like the Poppery Two, our baby Jizo. So the gang, yes. So the gang retreats. They say, "Okay, this is weird. Let's just get out of here." Obviously, the neighbors all saw it. Right, they saw what happened. Everyone's seen it. And Reed tells his mother to just lie. Yeah, just don't don't tell me. Don't. Just, Whatever, make up something. And she flat out says, but keep, what am keep I supposed to say? Everyone saw. Everyone saw. They There's flew no across the street, and then that guy broke his arm when he tried to punch you. Ha- you have super strength, son. How, how do I how do, how do I deceive the world about your super strength? Uh, so the next morning, the dog is barking, and we see that the reason the dog barks when the alarm goes off is because he doesn't want Reed to be late. It says, get up. Get up. Reed's a bit of a giant come lately. Apparently cannot deal with an alarm clock he's really tired he's drained drained so he runs outside what happens run late for work 
Where are the Golden Lords? Broad daylight yet again. I love this. This gang has no fear. No, they own this town. They man. own it. It's the middle of the day. Like they, they come after him. They fucking try to do a drive-by and shoot him up. They riddle him the fuck up with bullets. <laughs> yeah, it's there's like really a magazine kind of stand behind him. Heavy-duty semi-automatics. Destroyed. And the weird thing is, is that in any other movie, this would be a really deadly series. Because this is happens all the time. It's really kind of graphic. Like, they show him just being riddled with these bullets. Yeah, it's like slow motion. It's like a, it's a very well done. Yeah, it's kind of horrifying. But then we're just... <laughs> Then he just kind of gets up because, oh, yeah, he's a superhero. Right. Uh, it's a very weird mix of reality. And, and I love, like, and then, like, apparently, like, I guess, like, they, in, in the Golden Lords, like, look back and they're like, I can't believe he's getting up. What's going on? Stop the car. Let's reverse. <laughs> let's, he's getting up. Let's, let's go back and find out what's going on. So they, you know, they go back. They're trying They're trying to take him out. Reed's running. He's Run. running. He's running. And then all of a sudden he's in the air. Holding mm, on to a wait a minute. Street lamp? He's flying. Wait, super strength. Surely flying. Surely it's not X-ray flying. vision. At first, honestly, you say flying. I'm with you, Alex. Though I honestly thought he leapt a building surely, in a single bound. Surely it's basically. just bound. yeah, jumping ability. It's like a, a grasshopper. <laughs> For some reason, this is what spooks the gang. They're like, whoa, he's on a street lamp. Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, because if you just fill the guy with lead and he's still walking, can run. Well, you know, that's we'll, one we'll, thing. We'll revest, you know, maybe. Maybe. Bad aim, maybe. But no, no one jumps like moving they vehicle. They cover him with bullets. Moving though. vehicle, bullet revest, maybe. Not very likely, but maybe. But um, flying slash leaping to a lamppost, easily fourteen feet in the air, if not more. That's mm-hmm. crazy. That's crazy witch shit. And why would Reed do that? He's afraid of heights, as he tells mm. us flat out loud. He goes, he does "Oh, afraid. I'm afraid of heights." He is frightened. Um, he's, then he's, you know, he's, he's grabbing, he's grabbing onto the street lamp, doesn't know what to do. The bullets looks are over, popping out. Looks over. Oh, he's looking, he's right into some sexy ladies room. Reed <laughs> does have a little cheekiness about him in most yeah, things. Yeah, he, t- he takes a sneaky glance. Why is it that whenever there's a peeping Tom situation, the woman always has her leg up on a stool and she's like adjusting a garter in front of a mirror? Because it's sexy. They're always in the same position like, oh, I need to put my foot on this stool so I can adjust. It, it always, it's funny to me. It's, that cliche <laughs> is very silly to me. But it works. Uh, she sees him, freaks out. Here's an idea. Close the curtains. <laughs> Jonathan, she's on the second story right. of a building. There's no and, reason for her yeah, to close the windows. What if there's a building right across the street? Binoculars. Oh, if you're so Look, private. If well, sexy ladies want to change near open windows, why should they be discouraged? We live in America. Land of the free, except Connecticut. And if the big brawny boyfriends of those sexy ladies want to kick the crap out of the peeping Toms, who's to stop them? Okay, now, this is something that I think was interesting. Because if you remember the words of the guy, he no. said, I've told you before, I'm going to get you. Did he really? Yeah. yeah, he said it. Now, I'm assuming that there was Whoa. another peeping Tom that had just crawled up this pole and was watching <laughs> this woman. Maybe another scene. She likes to put on shows for the local boys. Or Robert Honestly. Or Robert Townsend has been sneaking and looking at her. I think there was another scene. Honestly, wow. I think he maybe, I don't know how he would have done it the first time, but the first time he learned how to jump, maybe. Wow. And this time it was like the real one. So, of course, know, um, the, the bolts where he freaks out. He falls to the ground, causes an earthquake. Huge crack what? down the street. A giant chism in the middle of the street. Yeah, it was like a, the they street. Say, a 3.5 on the Richter scale? Yeah, that was... A three. A 3.5 would not have caused that in right. the ground. That was intense. And earthquakes never happen in Washington. So no, everyone's really the first recorded one. I love that like, he, he, he gets home, like a couple of feet from those. He's like, hey, did you hear about the earthquake? Yes, I, I was just outside. How would you miss the earthquake? So it's like all over the news. Already? It just happened. Mm-hmm. It just happened. They're on top of things in Washington, man. Um, 
I mean, I know, you know, you gotta realize this is before internet really took off. So this news was fast. <laughs> Reporters were good back then. Now we're right. relying on the internet too much. Yeah. So, you know, so, you know, Benson takes his son in. He's like, wow, you know, that was crazy earthquake, blah, blah, blah. By the way. Come um, here. Come here. Um, we, we stayed up, me and your mother stayed up all night. And we got something we want to show you. Your mother and I stayed up all night last night thinking about your powers. Dad, I'm starting to get scared. The Golden Lords know who I am. They did this to me. Relax. We've got to decide what you're going to do first. Clean up the crack houses, stop the Golden Lords, avenge me, see what they did? Or then we could go after the big drug dealers, or maybe you could go international, go and get involved in South Africa. Dad, I think you are taking this too far. No, we're not. No, we're not. No, no. Come, come with no, me. Your mother's no. got a great surprise for you. No, come on, no, Dad, come on. Dad, you're taking hey, close this too your far. Eyes. Close your eyes. Bomb look who I've got. Well, what happened to him? Well, the gangbangers tried to shoot him, but they couldn't hurt him. <laughs> you can open your eyes now, Jeff. Surprise! M Mama, what is that? You gotta have a uniform to fight crime. Media man. What? Well, just think about it. Why did the media hit you? I don't know. Well, I figured it out. It's because we need a real superhero. These gangbangers need a wake-up call. And you've got to have a uniform. Because no one must ever know the true identity of Meteor Man. Mama, would you stop talking like that? In this uniform thing... Well, this costume, your mother's going to work on it. I didn't know it was going to look like this, Pumpkin. Well, you're going to be the best-dressed superhero. Better than Batman. Better than Superman. And, and, what's that other child? Spider-Man. Can't touch it. His mother's making him a superhero outfit. It's purple and silver. It's a little gaudy. First draft. But she's a little manic. She is insane. Martha Gibbs is a little, yeah. When she starts laughing, she sounds like a psychotic bag lady. It's, oh, and I'm gonna work on it, media man. And they start talking about how he's gonna, you know, help clean up the neighborhood. He's a super, he's gonna be a superhero. He's gonna do all this stuff. And Robert Townsend is clearly a bit, you know, cause he's a coward. But little old me, I don't even understand these powers. You want me to be a superhero? Like his parents have like already mapped this out for him, and he is terrified. He's just a substitute teacher. This is the story of his life. I feel his parents may have pushed him into substitute teaching. Yeah, yeah. be a substitute teacher. I don't know. He just wanted to stay. He just wanted to live in the basement and play D and D. Yeah, come on, man. That's all I wanted. Or at least play bass. Play bass. Which I'm assuming is his true love. Yeah. That's, see, that's the prequel. That's the prequel we need. That we got the prequel there with the no superhero powers, I assume. Right. <laughs> Just a movie about him yeah. playing some jazz. It's, it's you know, character base. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, just learn. The yeah. fans want to know. We're not right. interested in the spectacle. Look, it's to me, it's like, yeah, okay, this is about a meteor man, but more, this is about a, a character man. journey. A this man. Is, it's about a man and his, his arc as a character. I wonder what made him such a coward? What happened in his life? You know? Those are the kind of things we need to know. Oh, snap. What if in the first one, like the prequel, he runs into another man who has powers given to him by a meteor? Mm. That's why he's afraid. That's this why guy he's afraid. He's got, he's got vague memories of being tormented as a child by a bully that had meteor powers. There's a lot of meteors flying around. Um, who was played, oh. played by Scott Baio. Yes. <laughs> and Willie Ames. <laughs> Whether you're ready or not. So, therefore, zap, z <laughs> um, a Zap sequel that's also a Meteor Man prequel. Hollywood is insidiously cyclical. I, you know, know how to make it work. Ramjack, we, we uncover we uncover the secrets. Mm -hmm. Looking through the veils. Mm. I didn't trust you at first, but now I clearly see. see. 
And the, the bridge, the bridge is, of course, the coach's wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She links it all. Hello. All comes together. All comes together. Man. So we cut to this really, another really short gang scene. And the only reason I mention it is because on the wall, it says, Simon says, break the rules. <laughs> That's funny enough. But yeah. the gang leader is so, ang- what is the gang leader's name? Simon. So, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Obviously. He's so angry. <laughs> <laughs> that he yells, and in the background, the tiger goes, "Ooh!" It just sit, tiger. It just sits up and goes, "My goodness!" Heavens to Murgatroyd! Exit stage left. No more hungry tigers. He frightened a tiger. I'm a tiger that spooked me. <laughs> that was so awesome because that tiger really was just laying around on set, yeah. and he really did just scare it from whatever it was doing. If I was Robert Townsend behind the camera, I would have said, "Stop! That's all we need. One take, because we're never going to get that tiger." To and wrap. Uh, so that that's basically, and he says something about, this was what confused me in that scene. He says, I need two new recruits. I don't understand how this directly involved his next plan, but I specifically remember him saying, I need two new recruits. Right. Honestly, I don't think after this. What? What was the next thing after this? Um, oh, that's the next scene right after that is the, uh, town meeting. What was the gang scene for? Right. Wasn't it to say like. That they're just angry. That this guy's somehow still alive. Like, how is he still oh, alive? Yeah. We yeah. gotta take care of him. And this is the first time they might start to think that he's a meteor man, right? Or he's got powers. Yeah, they well, they're not really they know sure. something's off. Yeah, like, well, because, like, the guys come in and he's like, yeah, he, fl- he flew away. What? He didn't flew. You guys are crazy. Just say he Just say he got away. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. My name's Simon. <laughs> don't lie to Simon. What does Simon say? Break the rules, but... Simon says rule break the you. rules, but don't break the rule of not lying to Simon, okay? Simon didn't say... <laughs> Simon didn't say lie to me. So, so yeah. Right after that, we we cut to the community center. I love the community center because this this I, I love how early on you know you see that nobody's really there. Nobody really wants to be a part of this. No one wants to wear an orange hat and a whistle. Ridiculous. But now they now, got an ace. Now they, now they got a superhero, and everyone everyone is packed into this place. And they immediately. <laughs> I love how they're just immediately like, yeah, you can save us. Do everything. Solve here's, every problem. Yeah. Here's here's some ideas we were throwing around. You can do a regular patrol. Um, <laughs> I would go, here's the, here's your map. Uh, um, we also, we're going to, we're, we're going to, we're, because we're good folk, we're going to pay to have a phone line installed so that we can call you with our problems. A green, we, somehow, <laughs> did you market this, Alex? Did you design I, the phone? Because it's a very comment. specialized White House style phone with his logo. Yes. I think they draw the correlation between Batman. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And it does. It has the little, two little M's on it, Meteor Man. Right. Reed oh. still looks really perturbed, as in... Yeah, he's he, he's still... He's not he's not cool with the superhero thing. A weird moment in that scene that was just this very small moment. Guy takes a photo of him, looks at the Polaroid, and... It's all... It looks like he's like crystal shards. Yeah. Like some kind of green... He's, very I guess like a Superman, like crystal. What it was? He's like Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, he's yeah. basically a green shape, like a silhouette of a man. But otherwise, he's just green. Very weird. My favorite part in that whole thing was when they were taking the picture. Everyone leaned over into Meteor Man or Reed, James Earl Jones again. Right. Classic facial expressions. Just a great. Mm-hmm. And everyone's smiling, and he's just sort of. Eh. And he, yeah, he, I think he flat out says, "I don't know if I can do this." Goes back to the apartment building. Something, something realistic has happened. <laughs> it's gotten really, really real again. Another a dark turn, a dark turn. We find out that that his landlady was attacked by gang members. 
And what do the neighbors say? The neighbors say they didn't see nothing. Everybody says, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. Um, what I really like is like the like news crew's there, and after they leave, you know, you hear you hear like the news lady and like the the film really like, yeah, let's get out of this part of town. I hate it here. It oh, I didn't. Out. I didn't oh, hear yeah. that part. Yeah, and it's like wow. There are a lot of points in this movie where they do voiceovers, mm-hmm. like later, just like over the video. That is quick like that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's like it's there's really a lot like, of things that were really then, funny. And here's where you get another moment where it's awesome to hit James Earl Jones. Yeah, like his Robert, moment in this scene is really. Robert Townsend good. goes up to him, and James Earl Jones is like he's like crying. He, he like he grabs him and he's like, I saw everything. It's so well done. <laughs> Damn. And earlier, yeah, he's one of the one of the people that says he didn't see anything. And when he says that to the reporter, you see it's insane what he does with this character. You see like nine layers. You see the lie, you see the shame, you see the digestion of the shame. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I like because it's like Wonderful. they they really play up this idea of like these people are you know, trapped in this, you know, terrible environment with these gangs doing these things, but they're afraid and they're ashamed of being afraid. They can barely, they don't even want to wear the hats. Like, they can barely take the smallest step to stand up for themselves. It's like, like, this movie is amazing. So. Don't make no sense. She never bothered nobody. Why? Do you live in this community? Yes, ma'am. I live on the second floor there. How long have you known Mrs. Walker? I've known her about 12 years now. I didn't see anything happen to us. Thank you, Mr. Moses. Another senseless gang beating where no one saw anything or heard anything. A 61-year-old woman is being hospitalized this evening. I'm Janice Farrell, reporting for oh, Channel Good day, Dickos. We have to come over to this neighborhood every other day. Right after seeing this, he decides, okay, I got to do it. Cue, man up. Montage. Montage! Oh, just what we needed. It's a a costume montage, but it's also a little bit training. Right. Because you see him flying around a little bit, and the dad going, yeah! It's it's very much, it it makes me think of, like, Spider-Man. When Spider-Man, he's, like, building the costume, and he's, you know, practicing the webs and everything. Mm -hmm. He's, like, learning to fly around. His mother's making a billion really awful costumes. Yeah, ridiculous. One of them has cameras on his shoulders. That's my favorite. You can use to take evidence, like... I'm Meteor Man. Put that VCR down. I don't have evidence. Now I do. Hilarious. Um, what I, I love is like all the costumes are clearly horrific, but when they get to the final costume, it's very well made. Yeah. yeah. It's very nice. It seems very comfortable, padded. Yeah, it's, foam like it's, you can breathe. It's like, what happened, what happened to her skills? Did... I would think if you tried something 18 to 20 times, eventually you'd get good at it. Uh, but the thing is, like, uh, up until this point, we're seeing, like, you know, like, red long sleeve t-shirts with sparkles on them and cameras duct taped to things. And and all of a sudden, we have, like, a, like a fucking real costume made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really nice sewn in. Oh, and the phone appears for the first time. Right. Also, randomly in this, we learn of another power. 
Oh, yeah, the I-beams. Yeah. I think Martha Kim says something like, laser vision or something. Yeah. Doesn't he cook eggs with yeah, it? Yeah, he cooks eggs. It's a parlor trick at that point. It's right. a practical oh, look power. At our son. The community is loving this. Legs. Everyone's so excited to have the personal superhero, and he's showing, and he's, you know, they're having him show off, and, you know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I will say that he may have made a mistake here, guys. First off, he's come out to the community. Everyone knows who he is. Right. There is no secret identity for this guy. Even though it seems like the main media and our press don't know who he right. is. Yeah, they don't know. And I guess no one in the town's talking. Right. Because they're pretty good at being uniform on a lot of things. It's a big, close community, but fear keeps them yeah. from telling the rest of the media. But they're proud of Meteor Man, so they'll keep that secret. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so Reed goes out of the apartment building for the first time, and they say, where is he? They're looking up in the sky. Where is he? Oh. He's, uh, about five inches from the ground. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's flying, like, a couple feet above. You know, he's still, he's still going to sphere heights. Reed. He's, like, at a car level, which was mm. kind of awesome. <laughs> he's going really slow, too. He's like, uh, okay. Because I think, like, if you, if you really had the power to fly, I think that's kind of what it would be like. Of course. Um, cue basically another, it's not a montage, but a series of very small vignettes mm-hmm. of crime fighting. Best quote, which is in the trailer, drug dealer people. Meteor man's in town. I love this scene because, okay, he comes in and it's like, and it's like this crack house. And, you know, these people are like getting cocaine, whatever, and they're, you know, um, getting the It's ran by Biz Marquis. I love it. Biz Marquis is the man running the place. And I love that he's listed um, on IMDb playing himself. <laughs> Which the hell does that mean? Well, obviously. Yeah, he went up to Robert Townsend and he said, look, I don't really need a character name. I, this, yeah. Look, I just, I'm just, man, I'm just, you know, I'm a drug dealer. So, uh, you know, I'll just play myself. You can either turn me in or you can still use me. Right. And instead of just, like, you know, apprehending them. Hurry up, man. I'm not playing with you. Get off me, crack boy. Drug dealer people. Meteor man's in town. He just, like, uses super breath, basically. A new power. Right. <laughs> to just, like, blow it everywhere. Yeah, that's how he shuts down. Oh, clearly there should have been overdoses. Oh, yeah. Because these people are just in a cloud. There, yeah, there's a quick cut later where the cops show up, and they're all just laughing their asses off. Because they're all fucked up. Yeah, their systems are overloaded with cocaine. <laughs> they are coked out of their mind. Their hearts Bismarck is, like, laying on the floor laughing. It's awesome. This is also another scene where no one's wearing any clothes, right? Right. A lot of people, I mean, they're doing this for a reason. Right. Because they don't want them to steal anything. Yeah. But I thought it was weird. It's like another awkward underwear. Not going to lie. I thought of the one of the last numbers in the Wiz. Yeah. Also, if you look in the back. <laughs> yeah. Also. <laughs> in the very back, there's that guy who wears that dress shirt as his underwear. Oh. And it's, it's just accepted. How do you keep spotting this guy? And in the back. <laughs> I promise you. He's just there. behind the look open up. door. Look you can up. see him. What's more is I think he was on Lost, which connects him to Roadhouse. <laughs> Why am I so fascinated by this man who might not be wearing underwear? <laughs> All I'm saying is a white dress shirt is not underwear. He could be wearing briefs. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's wearing briefs, but he's wearing a white dress shirt as his underwear. It's like, now would you, if you're running a crack house and you were afraid of people stealing stuff, you're just wearing underwear, would you let the guy with a white dress shirt and the, like, pockets on his shirt... Would you let him wear that? No. You'd be like, take the shirt off. You got your briefs maybe on. Maybe he's fine. a trusted official. Maybe he's they. Maybe they know he wouldn't do anything like that. Maybe he. Yeah. Maybe he's one of the, the high ops, <laughs> so he wants to wear a classy attire. Yeah. Dress he shirt. Was at the hospital. He's a earlier, senior so. lord, man. Come on. Yeah. He knows what's well, going yeah, on. Just, I just thought I'd mention it again. 
Again, if you're watching this, look for it. Look, well, look for the man in the dress shirt, <laughs> maybe with no underwear that Alex is fascinated by. <laughs> what's he doing? Weird. Hey, Secrets. yeah, the plot's great, but what's going on back there? Who's he? Uh, this crime-fighting montage also involves a scene that is key. Oh. Because Meter Man doesn't really use violence. He He's also a mediator. Yeah. He's a mediator meteor man. I was gonna he's say mediator man. That's the that's the fourth that's the fourth film. He has the like, power like Superman: The Conquest for uh, for Peace. Um, fourth meteor meteor man, the mediator man. At that point, the series is maybe not doing so well. Right, right. At that point, it's it's gone downhill a little bit. But there's a uh, gunfight between the cops and a gang. Yeah. And it looks like everyone's gonna get hurt. It's, it's and it seems it seems well. to be like a three way battle yeah. between the Bloods, the Crips, and the cops. That makes sense, right? Um, and so Meteor Man he flies in and he's like, "Everybody, put down your guns! Put down everybody! Put down your guns!" The police put down their guns first. That's what's great, really, because they try to shoot Meteor Man. Bullets fly off of them. Then they think, "Wait a minute!" And then like that. <laughs> Right. The gangs walk forward and them. they go, all right. And it's and it's like, really? Is is it, are, are the Bloods and the Crips and the cops going to talk their differences out? Yes, they are. Talk, what? Because oh. the gangs unite and vow to build the community back up that they destroyed. Damn, that's good mediating. <laughs> How's this going to work? How's this going to work? That's some fine mediating. You know how it works? Uh, well, not to skip too far, Ed, but it basically works as just showing up as one big-ass gang with a lot of guns and saying, hey, don't do that. That's well, how you do it. I, Are they still going to uh, peddle drugs? Are they still going to have the process, illegal prostitution No, they're protectors on? now. Look, I believe... So they basically become another police division in Washington, D.C. I, yeah. belie- <laughs> I believe in hope, and I believe in Barack Obama. But Meteor Man just united Damn. the Bloods, the Crips, and the police force. If Meteor Man was president, he could take uh, care of I'm just everything. saying Meteor Man for president, Meteor Man 5. He'd fly into a rant and go, hey guys, come on, and they'd go, All At that right. point, the Wayans brothers are in the films, and they're not going to be as good. But I'm still going to watch it, especially if it's in 3D. Ooh. I'm just throwing this out there. Meteor Man 5 in 3D. I'm just throwing this out there. I'll see this on a double billing with the Heidi and Spencer time travel movie we made up <laughs> last week. Please make that happen. Meteor Man 5, The Race for the White House. (laughs) Here's another thing that comes right after that that seems like it almost immediately is dropped. There's a man named Clarence who appears on the news wearing a cape, a pink sheet, basically, (laughs) and he says he's Meteor Man. And so Reed thinks to himself, oh, I've got to prove that he's not Meteor Man, but we never see that character again. Right. In fact, there's almost an identical subplot later. I, I love this because uh, this this guy was also in another Robert Townsend movie, uh, Five Heartbeats, as a comedy character. So I quite enjoyed him in that. He's a small part in this, but you know, I, I like to, I like to see the Robert Townsend crew together. Mm-hmm. Five Made me happy. Awesome movie. Five, I love Five Heartbeats. We're gonna have to talk about that someday. Never seen. Oh, oh dude, Jonathan, it's amazing. Check it out. I will, and you should check it out as well. <laughs> yes, you should. Person inside the microphone, I'm talking to. <laughs> So right after this, we cut to the evil... I refer to them as the conglomerate of villains. Yes. Because they're from all over the world. There's a there's a Muslim with a turban. <laughs> there's maybe some evil Asian guys in there. It's just... It's the... It's a crazy mafia led by Frank Gorshin, the Riddler from Batman. Riddle me this, dynamic dull heads. What have the following in common? Hemming, basting, curling, and tagging. <laughs> Holy blackout! Mm-hmm. The Riddler. 
So clearly, the Riddler has defeated Batman and has built a crime syndicate. He's got some glasses. <laughs> he didn't defeat Batman. He moved. Right? He moved. He's like, like I'm, my days of Riddling are over. From Gotham City of the 60s to Washington, D.C. Now. <laughs> That's where I moved to. Yeah. And he's pissed. Because what is... He, he asks uh, Simon. He goes, what happened? Where are these drugs? What's happening? This happened in your territory. Simon says, I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. But he won't let it go because... Obviously, this is what they said: two billion dollars worth of drugs. Yeah. That's some money. Oh, two yeah. billion? Did you not catch that? I didn't hear that number. Gold, yeah. Golden Lords are making some bank. Damn. There's, the, there's a reason they can nice afford tigers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna buy another tiger. Hey, we're bringing in two billion. Wow. <laughs> I mean, just think about how much money they had to be spending on juice boxes for those baby lords. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Those baby lords can take care of some juice boxes, y'all. Baby lords, <laughs> line up for your graham cracker break. <laughs> Baby lords, time for a nap. Then we'll Jun- have s'mores. Junior lords, be angsty and pensive. Write in your journals. <laughs> Senior lords, crick your backs. <laughs> We're a family here. Um, so after that weird short, they always have little short evil scenes. Right. Where people go, I'm angry. Cut to something else. <laughs> um, now we hear through voiceover, like you mentioned, the voiceover thing again. Uh, people calling into the radio, giving their viewpoints on Meteor Man. Right. Some people like him. Some people think he's a con. Some th- don't think he's real at all. Some people think he's an inspiration of hope. Much Change. like Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. President. Hey, Rod, man. I just want to say that, you know, with all the black-on-black crime in D.C., it's uh, kind of nice to know a brother's out there trying to do something. Thanks. I just want to say, I don't know if he's real or not, but... I've got two kids, and I just pray that he is. I think this is a ridiculous scam being perpetrated on the inner city by ambitious politicians stepping on the backs of my people for their own corrupt political agendas. Peace. News to Rob Simmons, a yes caller. All I know is that somehow someone they call the flying man closed down a crack house, and it brought my son home. President. Meanwhile, our boy Meteor Man is cleaning up an old junkyard. He's Dude. cleaning up the neighborhood. Cleaning it up. Planting some seeds for tomorrow. Some regular seeds. Regular seeds. Maybe he went to the gardening store and said, hey, Meteor Man. You know, he uses his super strength to, like, till the land. Um, then he breaks out some more new superpowers. Super irradiation. <laughs> he uses superpowers on the ground, I guess, to fertilize the seeds super fast. Then he uses his powers to make a storm. He controls the weather. <laughs> okay, wait. All right. Super super growing power. Super weather power. Heat vision. Super, super breath. breath. Um, can talk to dogs. Can absorb books. Super, super strength. strength invulnerability. Invulnerability. Jesus. He's got he nine powers at this basically point. Basically a deity at this yeah. point. I mean, I want to be a meteor man. <laughs> you know what really puts it over the top, though, in terms of deity? Talking to dogs. Talking to dogs. Other things you can work on maybe yourself, but you can't. You gotta oh, be God to talk to dogs. Yeah. Uh, so the next morning, you get this weird effect of these enormous-ass pumpkins. People are getting huge tomatoes. We see Bill Cosby as the homeless man getting a tomato for himself. There's also giant apples. Yeah. Which are also interesting. I wouldn't eat that shit. I'm I, sorry. I'm, Dude, I would be that afraid. actual apple looked pretty good. I would be afraid. Well, okay, yeah. What? It's a meteor that absorbed into him. It's like, it, it, I'm sorry, radiation is the word that keeps popping to mind. Yeah. What if this is going to give everybody cancer? 
well, it is. Yeah, are everyone... That's the sequel. <laughs> are... That whole storm cloud is something you got to think about, because that tempest was full of cancer-causing radiation, and it rained down over all of Washington, D.C. It's a super Those rain. people are fucked, man. It's not like he created a normal thunderstorm that made the plants grow. He, he had a super storm that made them grow super fast. That's fucking nuclear. On super irradiated <laughs> soil. Yep. That used to be a junkyard. Who knows what kind of dangerous chemicals are in the ground? I'm, oh, I'm sure he super irradiated it. <laughs> I'm sure only his dangerous chemicals oh. are in there. Didn't they say like this um, garden should be able to feed like a lot of the he area said, like, for a thousands. while? Thousands. That's but I think there was a giant carrot too. Like this was, a, but how are you going to process all this food? It looked like people were just kind of going. Yeah, just yeah. like, oh, I'll take I'm a giant get an carrot. Apple. What are you going to do with a giant carrot? That's a carrot for months. Our you policy, don't thing go and get it. Get gross. Like, yeah. I mean, because really, like, how can you properly preserve and use these fruits? Where are you going to find a freezer to freeze those? Things? I mean, does everyone just, are you just like cut up an apple into like a giant apple into like a hundred pieces and everyone gets an apple sized chunk of apple? I just mm. want a big ass fruit salad that I can swim around in. Everyone just takes a little bite. What you do is you get a giant blender, blender? and you just make a lot of applesauce, oh put it in a lot of jars. Yeah. Sexy. Make carrot sauce and pumpkin sauce too. Oh, I don't know about I'm thinking of preserving it. You gotta, you gotta get it to all the, you gotta get it to everybody really fast. Get all that stuff put in some jars. Babies can still eat it too. I think you should make a super soup. <gasps> super giant soup. A fruit stew? Fruit and vegetable well, no, stew? No, just vegetables. Leave the fruit out of the soup. No, just, I've never heard of a fruit soup. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, just, use I, the vegetables. Just, make, honey, I've make heard of a, a giant bowl of soup. Fruit, and then everyone gets to take a little bit out. Would the filling in a fruit pie be a fruit stew? Honey, I have been to a fruit pie and I've been to a fruit stew, but I have not been to a fruit soup. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing the gay thing in there again. <laughs> Gotta do it every damn episode I'm on. Yeah, Jonathan's gay. Let's throw that out there. Got Big it. Big homo. Let's get back to oh, uh, the film that's not gay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there are. Well, no, there's no gay characters in this. No. no. Not that are out. We wouldn't have watched yeah. it. Granted, I think we're getting really off. <laughs> oh, fuck no. get- What about that guy with the dress shirt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of those golden lords. I don't know. I'm telling you, you look for that guy in the dress shirt. He's there. <laughs> He's in the back. So we cut to Reed at the school. He's trying to flirt with Stacy, who, again, her subplot's highly edited. But he's cock-blocked by her new boyfriend. Sinbad. Sinbad, who I didn't find very funny. I mean, he's okay. Well, he's not doing Thai bowl, you know? Didn't he just discover his African roots or whatever? His real name is Bernard. Yeah, he's... But his African name is Malik. He's, yeah, he's playing up this, you know, uh, just African heritage. He wants to go back to the motherland. He's got the, right. you know, cultural clothing on. The dashiki and all that. And mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's referring to her as Nubian princess and all that sort. He's basically a poser because he doesn't really know what he's doing. Right. I love what you've done with your hair. It just becomes your face. Great. Thank you. Um, this is my boyfriend, Malik. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, my beautiful sisters? Hello. And you must be Jeff. Brother, I heard a lot about you. I'm kind of nervous, you know. I'm new at this. This is my first black girlfriend, you know. My real name's Bernard. I just joined this African American liberation movement, and I'm feeling black. And I, I just want to thank you for the opportunity. I'm trying to meet somebody. I knew it was your lunch break, and I want to take you to lunch. If that's okay with you, I don't want to dominate you. It's your world. No, no, no. It's quite right. I'd love to. Thank you. I am honored. I am honored. I am truly honored. Let me get this. Oh, let me get your chair, please. Have a nice lunch. Yes. Let me, don't you do that. Let me get there. It's been chilly. No, I mean, I think it's in class. Oh, let me get the door for you, my lady princess. And she seems a little, she's okay with it. Uh, no, it's, you know what? It's, it seems like more than he's just discovered, you know, his African heritage. It seems like he's just discovered he's black. Because yeah. he's, like, he's like, she's trying to use like slang. 
He's he's like chili. Yeah, is it chili? Stay chili. It's like really? What? Where? Where, where did you come from, sir? Oh, some bad story. Oh, were you? Kid. Did you just have? Did you just have a, a blackoplasty? You just look at a mirror for the first time. Did um. Were, were you white yesterday? What happened? I also love that he confesses all this to Reed the first time yeah. he meets him. Hey, Reed, nice to meet you. Heard a lot about you. <laughs> FYI, here's what I've been up to. <laughs> Huge paragraph. Huge paragraph. Exposition. I love Sinbad. I actually, I, I saw Sinbad um, do stand-up live back in Tennessee back in the day, which was awesome fun. It was a very entertaining show. My favorite thing um, is this woman in the audience just started yelling at Sinbad. Sinbad! Sinbad! There's some Tybo! There's some Tybo, Sinbad! Because, you know, he's like, he was, like, on the ads for, like, the, these, like, Tybo tapes. He's like, Was he? Yeah. I thought they just said Tybo random. No, it was because, like, at the time he was, like, doing some, like, um, like ad on TV for, like, this Tybo thing. He was, like, one of the celebrity endorsers. And this woman was like, do something. And she would not stop. And eventually she was like, all right, ma'am, you know, maybe I'll do some later. All right. <laughs> mm, get her out of here. Did he eventually do it? No. Oh, it's Sinbad. I'm not going to do Tybo. Nobody wants to watch Sinbad. No one paid to see Tybo. I did watch all of his TV specials, and I did think it was really, really Oh, funny. yeah. He's great. I enjoyed him much. But yeah, in this, bizarre, bizarre. Just to throw another, I guess they just want to throw another famous actor on. I'd like to bring up a point. Just dawning on me. All right, so Sinbad cock blocks. Reed mm-hmm. with his former girlfriend. Unwittingly, but sure. Oh, yeah. Now, what if, instead of there being all these loose threads with romantic interests, he just keeps getting cock-blocked? Because, think about this, his friend, science teacher, Eddie, right? Right. Eddie Griffin. Plays yeah. Him. Eddie Griffin. He cock-blocks the nurse, because he hits on her. Right. He also, the reporter woman. Yeah. He also gets cock-blocked by the ugly nurse. <laughs> Very true. true. So he's just continually getting cock-blocked. Maybe, maybe it's one of his superpowers. Yeah. Super ability to get cock-blocked. The scientist just basically, look, man, you have powers, but you ain't going to get me. Great power comes responsibility. Mm-hmm. True. Can't worry about love. So we cut to Reed in his classroom. <laughs> after, uh, after being cock-blocked. <laughs> Shouldn't we just talk about that just for a second? <laughs> Brad lost his. Brad lost his. Uh, I did. I, his I'm center. Resting, I'm resting my feet on an exercise ball as I do every time we podcast. And it just oh, rolled yeah. away from me, frighteningly. <laughs> when I tried to get it back, your legs had no circulation, so you couldn't get it. That was really awesome. To watch. I had to. I had to bop it back to you. Yeah. Bop it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm quite comfortable now. Great. Awesome. Okay. So yeah, Jonathan. What's so next? we're in the classroom. Uh, he's been cock blocked. <laughs> he's just sitting there, and then he kind of hears a sound and looks around a little bit. And then out of fucking nowhere, the entire Golden Lords gang is there. Like Babies. ninjas. They're all fucking there. Like ninjas they appear. Um, tons. Like, how did all these people get here? Oh, and this is when the Very Slinky quote. I have a, actually have a written down. He, Simon goes, Slinkies move like life. In one second, everything can change. It still doesn't make sense, <laughs> no. even in the specific wording of it. But nice try, Simon. I love the Junior Lords are in the back with spray paint. Just like, all right, let's tag this place while we're here. Right. We might as well. We tag everything else in the damn movie. Right. And they think he might be Meteor Man. Well, clearly. Luckily. It's not like Meteor Man wears a mask. Exactly. Yeah, they've seen him. There's confirmed that right. this is Meteor Man. Someone must have him on film by this point. Uh, luckily, Eddie Griffin walks in, and he says some really lame, obvious lines. Yeah, like, he's like, hey, did you hear? Meteor Man just busted another Coke ring. Uh, and so Simon actually goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and all, all, all the Golden Lords just leave. It's a really odd scene. What I love is then Eddie Griffin's like, yeah, I, I, saw, I, saw the golden, I saw them coming in the back door. You saw the Golden Lords coming in the back door? And you didn't say anything? <laughs> like, as quickly as they appeared, like, how did... 
They're like smoke. They're like mist. Watcha. I I don't know. Good job. Good job, Eddie. At least he saved the day somehow. So Reed goes back to his apartment after this confrontation, and his uniform is gone. Someone stole it? Oh. And he, Someone stole it. He thinks it's the Golden Lords. Right. Well, of course. Who Obviously, the Golden Lords would want to steal his uniform because that's the source of his power. Uh, they don't know, man. Of course. I would try that. I mean, why not? Sure. Sure. Of course, I probably would have jacked the rest of his apartment up to, you know, a show of force. But Probably kill him in his sleep somehow. All the questions yeah. I have about this film, I just chalk up to the editing. I would have hid that tiger in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Why didn't that tiger? I'm sorry. Again, the tiger really needed to be used more. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Maybe they did, couldn't afford stunt casting or anything like that to have the tiger attack people, but it's a. I love the tiger. They have a big cast to pay for. Maybe the tiger's a pussy. Maybe it's a show tiger because he gets startled. No more hungry tigers. No, 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 no. You know what happened when they were stealing that uniform, or when someone was, someone stole that tiger. You know who did it, right? Who? Who? Obviously, the guy in the white dress shirt. Oh my god! Who's elusive and in the he background? He needed something to wear. He's got no underwear. He's going to bed in a fucking dress shirt. He's always where the action is. He's at the hospital. Then he's at the drug factory. Dude, he was, he was Alex, biding his time. Did you do a forty-two page thesis Alex, paper on the guy Alex, in this movie? I got it. It'll Dude, be on the website. It's Jacob. It's Jacob. It's Jacob. Fucking Jacob. Jacob. Lost. Oh. I'll, I'll leave you to it. <laughs> and you know what I think they need. You know what they need in this community is a cooler. Mm-hmm. They need Swayze to come in. Of course Swayze needs to come in and clean oh, things up. Seriously. You guys oh, just oh. want to make one 19,000-hour movie. All I'm saying is I was really upset, too, that the tiger didn't appear again. But this is a way to explain it. Right, away. Yeah. Sure. Okay. It's on the island now with a polar bear. You can read my fan fiction on this at the website. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Watch out, Alex said to the tiger. The tiger looked incredulous. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, Alex's eyes had a bright intelligence, and the tiger knew he was deceptively strong, so he listened. The tiger knew nothing of Alex's mysticism. Why do you got to put me as the guy in the white shirt? We got stole the tiger. You're the guy in the white shirt, man. You got to be somebody. You got to be the not tiger. fan fiction, dude. Why'd you write it if you don't want us to man. talk about it? Don't put that stuff on there if you don't want people to read it. Anyway. You can read Alex's fan fiction at curiosityabounds backslash fanfic. <laughs> Twilight meets Mario Brothers. That's all we're saying. It's gonna get sexy. It's gonna get hot. So, <laughs> thanks for the plug, Jonathan. Please, con- let's continue with the story. So we find out who stole it almost immediately. Oh, of course. Because on the radio we hear Eddie. Eddie's at the local mall. <laughs> he's saying he's Meteor Man. What? Why? Eddie? He wants to meet up with the hot reporter chick, whose name is Janet. Yeah, who's not? Who's not as hot as the nurse? Uh, no. no. At all. No, that nurse And also not as hot as the teacher. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I think the, the nurse was hotter than teacher. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nurse it, it goes yeah. nurse, teacher, and then this Janet woman. Yeah. Who has no real role in the story at all. Right. Uh, so, Reed rushes to the mall, and uh, the gang is there, too, because they have nothing better to do. <laughs> right. Well, you know, they want to kill the meteor, man. I mean, really, this was a bad call. Eddie Griffin, seriously. In the mall, public like, place. You're that gonna stupid. get your ass kicked. You're a scientist. You're not a man he, of faith. You should be smart. He's trying to find love, though, guys. He wants to meet this reporter so we can take her out. If he has one date with her, he's pretty sure that she, you know, he does say that his lady. Yeah. yeah. Would you not do the same thing, guys? Confession. I'm meteor man. You have access for some reason. You have access to my apartment, and you can get the suit out of my closet anytime. Would you not use it to pick up ladies? If when it I wasn't fit as man? badly as it fits Eddie Murphy, uh, Eddie Griffin, then uh, I would not. 
Because that suit does not fit him well at all. He looks yeah. like a doofus. He does wear a mask, though. He does. Yeah. Which should have been the first tip that this is a meteor. It's, right. just, it's almost, a, it's like a handkerchief. Yeah. With the, that he cut eyes out of. It's bizarre. I, and the, of course the, you know, of course the Golden Lords are after him. So he mm-hmm. starts trying to get away. I love, and then there's this like woman, he's like trying, he was trying to pick up. Who just will not? She's like, oh, okay, yeah. You want to go get dinner? Let's just go do something. Hey, whatever, you know. It's like, what? No, um, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta go. And she won't not leave his side. All the while, like golden lords are appearing out of nowhere from all angles. And all golden lords too. We got yeah. the babies, the juniors, and the seniors. new division, the dance team. The dance team, golden lords. They're gonna squad. kill you with dance. <laughs> the dance team may have been my favorite. Yeah. The fact that there were just these pop and lock break dancing. They provide the entertainment for the other lords. They don't really get involved with right. in violence. Like, hey, dancing lords, I'm bored. Golden jesters. <laughs> they did have on a lot more gold. Uh, but yeah, the gang leaders have their guns out, and so Reed lose, uses his laser vision to, I guess, deactivate the guns? I guess. They don't yeah, really ever try to fire at any point, so it's, that kind of went yeah. No, they did shoot the, they do point the guns and like pull the triggers right. where nothing happens. Yeah, okay. so they're locked or something. He also uses his zapped powers to make Eddie float above them all. Give the appearance of flight. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And uh, doesn't the gang just leave at that point? Well, like some, uh, like apparently, um, apparently, the gang can only attack inside the mall for some reason because, yeah. uh, you know, they get outside the mall and immediately, you know, he's like, he strips the costume off of him, and says, "Hey, why are you still in my costume?" And like, I love they're having this argument like in public. People are walking about. No one seems to be that interested either. Well, I love this guy. He's just like Meteor Man. He's just been there. He's there. And people are just like going in and out of the mall. <laughs> like nothing's happening. Whatever. This guy's flying around. Who cares? You don't mind the gang also noticed the fact that Reed was at the mall, like making a face and, and right. pointing at Eddie. So they get it at this right. point. They're like, okay, it has they to They were be already him. suspicious. They now they know for sure it's him. Pull me once, shame on you. <laughs> Pull me twice. And I mean, again, he's made no real attempts to hide his identity to begin with. No. Well, we do learn something about the uh, Golden Lords here that I think is interesting. and explains a lot in the earlier movie. They can't really think on their feet. They have to, like, whenever they learn something new, they're like, all right, let's go back to headquarters and regroup and think of a new plan. Because the plan was to take out Meteor Man. They didn't realize that he would be, you know, decoy. Right. Which explains the beginning, like, when they shot him up and why didn't they... Let's go back to headquarters for another 30-second angry scene (laughs) where we'll startle a tiger. Let's get our rage back. So yeah, so you know he takes he takes the costume, you know, strips him down, and then he just flies off. Yeah, yeah. So, he flies off in his street clothes, and no one, no yeah, one, yeah. No the one extra, does the extras are just not paying any mind. No, Eddie's looking at him, but I'm like, look, it's that guy. It's he's not. There's even a, a flying man, people. Flying man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no one cares. What? No Fl- one. Fluck the flying man. Whatever, man. We got stuff to do. Fluck the flying. <laughs> Fluck him. Fluck him. <laughs> Fluck him. <laughs> Um, <laughs> fluck him like a mother flucker. <laughs> so Daddy Reed takes Reed to. Uh, he says, "You got to come see what the what the gang just did. They've done something awful this time. Uh, They've terrorized the community center. Pulls oh. back the community center doors. It's a Meteor Man party. Hey, mm-hmm. in honor of him. Thank you, Meteor Man, for solving our problems. Oh, also, we think you should solve everyone's problems now. <laughs> yeah. Now that the neighborhood's safe." Now they're planning to like, send him out to others. To, like, we, we got family in, in other states that, that need help. You know, they need to clean up their area. So we thought, you know, you can, we, you know they'll pay for your for hotel and food. And, you know, airfare will be free. Ha, 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 ha. 
But then they hear bullets. They hear, they hear they hear gunfire. Oh no! So they run outside, and it's the gang. This gang doesn't have a lot of plans, to be totally honest. Uh, they get mad. They show up and they try to do something violent. They never really have this, any plan outside. Well, this you know this time I'll gotta say it's pretty cool because there's a ton of them and they're just gonna they just start shooting like they're aiming like they're aiming for the whole crowd. So the idea is you know he's gonna they're just gonna take out people and teach Meteor Man a lesson. The entire they don't crowd. realize Meteor Man has yet another superpower. He's got super speed. Mm-hmm. He just grabs all the bullets. Is that super number ten? Fast. That's number ten. That's number five. Superman million. himself didn't have enough oh, powers. Crazy. And he just grabs all the bullets. And then they're like, and they say, uh, Message. You can't be everywhere and save everybody. Which is awesome. I really thought, wish they had done more with that. Yeah, because I thought at some point he really would have to face some sort of... It's like, death. yeah, your mother's here. And we got your father over here. Which one are we saving? Well, you, you know. know, the more I think about it, I did like this script. I thought it was well written. But yeah, there was a lot of opportunity. Yeah. That kind of, oh, that's unfortunate. It's because they couldn't get the five picture deal. Really, <laughs> I'm Robert telling Townsend you. said, "Come on, five pictures." They said, "I'm telling you, they, they should have done it my way." Oh, and this is also the key moment where he opens up his hands that are full of the bullets, but some blood. What's happening? He's 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 not he's not he doesn't have his strength. Losing his powers. What's going to happen? Well, Eddie Griffin, of course, immediately understands what's going on. He immediately course, understands. He's a scientist. He, scientist. Be, being a fifth grade science teacher obviously understands how this works. He's like, ah, oh, clearly the meteor must be uh, must be abs- almost completely absorbed into your system and you're losing your powers. Sure. Oh, obviously. And he also says, oh, and I know why you're tired all the time. Why you were late for class and why you can't get out of bed. Because every time you use your powers, you get sleepy. <laughs> Pretty much. Strange of you. You gotta take you naps, man. My diagnosis as a scientist: <laughs> naps. Couple of aspirin, take a nap, call me in the morning. But Reed Flatts says he goes, "I can't sleep. I'm media man. I got media shit to do. Responsibilities. I got mediating to do." Meanwhile, Mr. Byers, uh, aka the Riddler, <laughs> he decides to show up at Reed's apartment with his with his evil conglomerate thugs, the Muslims and the Asian, everyone else. Right. So uh, they almost find him, but. He's saved by an old pal. Rusty Pooch. <laughs> dog drags him, like, hides him under, like, a pile of clothes. Like, this dog does some work. He this is a loyal dog. Man. Like, once you learn to speak their language, dogs are good people. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't wake up because he's just so darn tuckered. He's meteored out. He's gotta recharge those meteor cells. Or something. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I'm not, what happens I'm, next? I'm uh, not a fifth grade science teacher. I don't understand. Well, now the fact that this evil syndicate of evil, this evil syndicate of evil, on top of the fact that the gangs aren't really stopping, in fact, they're upping the ante. By the time he wakes up from his meteor coma, all hell is broken loose. Like, this place is, like, there's, everything's been tagged, they, clearly the gangs have come in. Every, I'm sorry, every inch of the city. Everything. Washington, D.C. is gone. Top to bottom. There's like these corny cat symbols. I, I have to assume they're a tiger, but their logo is like a corny little cat. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, their tagging skills are not what they should have been. The Lord's Rule is their tagline. Right. Baby, and it's just, I love it says Baby Lord's Rule. Because, you know, it's, like, it's the younger set that are doing the tagging. Baby Lord's Rule. Because they can yeah. only reach a certain height. Right. And then the Junior Lords take the next set. <laughs> exactly. And the Senior Lords, who are really tall, they get exactly. the Exactly. So, <laughs> he, wakes up, he wakes up to Apocalypse. Yeah. And the community is not having it anymore. Now, this, as with all superheroes, 
First we love them, then we want to bring them down. Well, clearly, because, I mean, they're coming, they're, they're, they're out to get Meteor Man, and they're putting everyone at risk. This is why you have to have a secret identity. Yes. Obviously. Meteor Man has learned a valuable lesson. Wear a mask. Sadly, sadly, he's learned it too late. Everyone, people are now wanting him to leave. His parents kind of hint at it. They're like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you should get out of town and, and uh, just rest up. You know, you're losing your powers. You should just get away for a few days. He's like, I can't do that. You know, everyone, they need you need me here. So he's like, well, so he's like, well, where's everybody at? Everyone's meeting at the community center. Talk about how, they're going to take a vote to whether they should kick him out of the community. It was, it was never this bad before. They started a war on this community and we can't win. Yes, we wouldn't be in this situation if it wasn't for... Jefferson Reed. If we can get him out of the neighborhood, maybe we can make a deal with the gang. Maybe that's what we got to do. Let's vote on it. All right. You don't have to vote. I'll leave. I'm sorry about what happened to the neighborhood tonight, but I feel even sorrier watching what's going on in this room. How can we stop the crime and the gangs if we act like we don't see them? Everybody complains about the police. They aren't perfect. But how can you complain when you do nothing? And he says, you don't need to take a vote. I'll leave, but first I'm gonna monologue. But I'm gonna like, yell at you again. This is another place where it's like really, like the movie gets a little real because you see James Earl Jones again being amazing, and you see silently like, amazing. Yeah, you see again the shame, like they they feel awful that they're saying this and that he, they've overheard this and that what they're doing, and it's oh, it's brilliant. When those tears come down his eyes and he takes the wig off. Damn. Yeah, he like grabs it and grips it and just shamefully brings it down. Yeah. And Reed says, he goes, you know, I've been doing all this. You're angry at me and I understand that. I'll leave. But you've done nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. You just, you tell the cops, I didn't say anything. It it actually is a, it, it seems, it comes off as a very genuinely poignant moment. Yeah, it Because really it's like he wrote this screenplay. He's like, yeah, it's going to be a super movie. It's going to be a comedy. But it doesn't seem like he's inserting this really right. jarringly. Yeah, it's uh, to a credit to Townsend himself. Yeah, because like, I love they're like you know maybe if we can get Meteor Man to leave, you know then may then maybe we can strike a deal with the gang. And then that's that's when he comes in with this little monologue and he's like you know you need to stand up for yourself. Somebody needs to do something. Blah 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 blah. Character arc for him. Oh yeah, is the beginning all it's about it, running man. away. Zero to hero. Zero to hero. Because he's including him. So he's not saying he's better than everybody else. He understands their point of view. Right. But he's like, you can't complain about the cops doing nothing and then meet their standard. Meteor Man, deeply moving character drama. Meteor Mediator Man. Hello. Amazing. I love this movie. God, I love it. Well, and then as he's packing his things to go, that's when all these trucks start appearing. These circus trucks? Yeah. And the junior lords are like, do it over there. I love it. Put it over there. Again, you see how organized these little baby lords and junior lords are. Because they're like, they're like telling these trucks where to go to block off the streets. I can't even get my kids to do their homework. Whoa. Look at these kids. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And they start setting fires, don't too. Yeah, they, 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 uh, they, they blow up a car or something. They're building an arena. Like this, yeah. is, it's like, you know, Showdown. this is this is the fun stand, Meteor Man. We're taking you down. Um, and yeah, so Simon appears and he, is this the part where he screams his name? Yes, this is, this is one of the most bizarre, because he screams, he screams for Meteor Man. Starts really close in on his But face. the thing is, it's like, it's not like a loud open mouth scream. It's like he's just saying it loudly, but he doesn't open his mouth really. He's just kind of, Meteor Man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Alex has a nice fish face. <laughs> yeah. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> It's bizarre. It lasts at least six seconds. It's kind of all... It's the new Gomez. Not really. Mm, Nothing's really the new Gomez, is it? No. It's still pretty funny. Video so they call him out, and Reed says, okay, I gotta go out there. Really real moment. They show James Earl Jones. They show all the neighbors. They're hiding behind their doors, and they're right. just, they know, they're so shamed, because they're like, he's going oh. out there, he's gonna sacrifice himself, and I'm doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah, this is the tear wig moment. Yeah, yeah, that's when he takes it off. Yeah, I... <sighs> that was awesome, though. I mean, seriously, James Earl Jones... Doesn't say a goddamn word. You and are the you know greatest. Uh... So Simon says, <laughs> "Sorry, nice guy." Simon claims that he's going to New York, leaving Washington. You know what? I'm going to leave the town alone. Okay, you've Here, won this meteor man. Let's shake on this meteor man. He's he's, he's meeting his way out of it. Meanwhile, the himself. guy the guy who broke his arm earlier now we see him in the cast. Yeah, and he's, now he's, he's rubbing it like a cat. <laughs> he's like stroking it. It's Ooh, really weird. Yeah, we'll get to yeah. him in a minute. <laughs> Um, so he, uh, Robert Townsend reaches out for a handshake. It's punched in the gut. Oh. God damn it. Strixies. Didn't, he didn't say Simon Says. Oh. Why wasn't that his catch? Why didn't he say that <laughs> out really loud? It really should have been. It really should have been. And don't tell me, Robert Townsend, that there were scenes where he said it and you had to cut it out. No. I don't believe you. No. no. I just kind of left that. It was, it was like a Simon last didn't say. <laughs> they just made, they made that cool band and they're like, oh, we're going to name him Simon now. Damn it. Uh, and at that point, when he starts beating the living crap out of Townsend, yeah, uh, Bill Cosby springs into action. He well, sees it from his sewer grate. Right. We we realize at this point, Meteor Man is got no powers left. He's yeah, done. Totally drained. He's a human. Sleepy. He's he's got no more meteor juice. He is getting the crap beaten out of him. His eye is like fucked up looking. Oh yeah, it's like swollen over in like the matter Whoa. of like thirty seconds. Oh yeah. But Cosby's got that secret stash of meteor. He's got that mm-hmm. coffee yeah, he didn't can take it all at once. Right. He saves it, siphons it out. He starts barking, and all of his dogs, they, yeah. they stand to attention. The dog army he's slowly been rising or raising over these last couple of months or weeks. I, yeah. I, I will say, though, that even though he has no superpowers at this point, Reed kind of holds his own. He, he gets, gets some, in a few really solid He hits. gets in some good hits. Um, the fact of the matter is, though, that the gang is not playing fair. Of He'll course. get knocked to the side and then some other gang members, baby lords, will kick him in the ankles. Oh, like, yeah. Eh. Knife him in the stomach. No, wait, they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't get that really real. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's getting... Uh, Eddie, Eddie Griffin tries to help, but is immediately taken down. Yeah. Like, I'm here to help. At least somebody tried to help. That was a really cool thing because he just like, what is it? Fist up and hit Eddie in the face. Yeah, and, whack, then, yeah. and the guy kind of stood there for a second with his head kind of looking back at him and then just did a back kick. Yeah, it, just, it was cool. I was like, "Wow, so, was, yeah. that looks like it hurt." Homeless man and Eddie Griffin—they're the only ones who have been helping so far. 
granted what happens later, but right now, keep in mind, the neighbors are just letting him right. get the living shit beat out of him. Oh, Jonathan? Uh, he's, they're letting him be right. a martyr. It's at this, it's at this point, um, Simon pulls out a gun, mm-hmm. and he, he's just about to fucking blow him away. Someone knocks the gun out of his hand. With what? Alex? Meteor powers. No. No? Wrong. Um, yet. I'm a hungry tiger. No. no. <laughs> Couldn't be records. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No way. Good. That's like, <laughs> that would be like cutting off the hands of James Earl Jones if he was records, Adam. Good job. I like that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Thank you. I, I like your. It's like. Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever need to learn how to feign ignorance, <laughs> take a Bravo. class with Alex. He's teaching design and feigning ignorance. What a nice. <laughs> Just have a blank expression. Like, you don't know. <laughs> but yes. Liar. Do you feel guilty about this? Not at all. Okay. So, James, yeah, James Earl Jones, he's, he stood up. That's good aim on his part. That's a record. How do you control a record with any precision? He knocks the gun out with a record. He's oh, like his hands. The Again. records he would never give up originally. Yeah. Now this, he knows. This is character this is arc. A point. Yeah. At this point in the film, like that's almost really emotionally like wow. Yeah. Because he really is. Not only is he taking a stand, he's throwing these records out. Sacrifice. Again, part of himself. He yeah. didn't bother coming out of the building. He's leaning out the window. But right. he's doing his part. Well, you know, he's doing. Yeah. And the gun gets knocked safe. away. And yeah. I think I think Simon says to Squirrel, who's appeared again. Uh, also, side note: I, I swore Squirrel was a girl the entire time, and I love how I found out through talking about this movie that it's a, it's a boy. <laughs> I just thought it was a girl with like short I, hair and a baseball cap. I never hey, thought man, it was. A girl. I didn't know he was a substitute teacher. I thought he was a, a, a full fledged teacher. Well, girl, it's fine. We're yeah. all learning things. We all make little mistakes and we all lie. And sometimes we feel guilty about it. But the gun, uh, Simon says, Squirrel, give me that gun. What is Squirrel doing? Squirrel, squirrel's heart grows three sizes that day. <laughs> squirrel's a very strange character. Squirrel, squirrel, this is the day Squirrel becomes a man. Squirrel, squirrel doesn't give the gun back. He throws, he throws it away. away. He throws it away. Really far away. He's got yeah. a good arm. <laughs> he really does. Uh, Bravo, Squirrel. Bravo. And then that's when Homeless Man <laughs> zaps the other guns from the member, the, the gang member's hands. Right. They all float away mysteriously. Uh, the cause floats away the guns. Gone. Dogs charge in. Then he tells the dogs to charge. And the other neighbors appear. Finally. Yeah. Thanks. With their brooms. <laughs> Everything they can to get these gang uh, Yeah, and they're, yeah. And they're gangbangers. What is the woman with the purple hair? What is she throwing from the windows? Because it's her and James Earl Jones. I think she's like throwing weird. like, I, I think it's like, she's doing like dishes I thought dishes at one point I thought she threw a potato yeah, yeah. I, 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 could, I was gonna say potatoes like little lumps yeah. or something yeah it was she handfuls of coal mm-hmm. she's throwing them rather wildly yeah it's not like she's not really aiming she's just like she may be crazy and just like throwing stuff out of her window right. this, could, this could happen any day she's been waiting for this for years yes exactly. a riot in fact she inadvertently hits Cosby's coffee container full of meteor Rolling, 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 lands right in vision of our boy Robert Townsend and Simon. And Simon, they jump. They both touch it. Both grab it. And that's when it glows red. That was really strange. Yeah, it glows, and then like there's an explosion of light, and they both get like hurled into like cars. The cinematography goes into a negative for a second, and then it goes back into regular. And now they now they both have powers. 
both meteor men. Meteor fight. Showdown. Super meteor fight. Like that fight in Superman too. Exactly. Man, it's superhumans going at each other in a city. I will say I like the special effect when they peeled their faces away from the metal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Prints were in it. And that, that foley cool. effect that was like sticky almost like. It was pretty awesome. Uh, the one of the highlights of the fight is Reed being thrown through a reading on wheels truck and hundreds yeah. of books. At first I thought it was just a gag, but then I thought, of course. Yeah. Because he touches a book and what is it? Jackie Chan powers, man. Not Jackie Chan. Bruce Lee. See, that was real ignorance right there. Right. <laughs> True ignorance. I was just throwing something out. Oh, okay. Whatever. What are you going to tell yourself, buddy? Yeah, so he grabs the Bruce Lee fighting book and immediately, of course, he's got some mad skills. Mm-hmm. Which apparently the um, Gold Lords have their own martial artists. They have a kung fu division. Of course, that martial artist doesn't have meteor power, so I don't guess it really. I don't. Does it really even matter? If you have meteor power, he's also a kid. Yeah, right? yeah, he's a junior lord, I think. Yeah, but if you have superpowers, you're invulnerable and kung fu. Why are you even sending anybody in there? You can't win. Seriously, possible. Uh, but then after thirty seconds, uh, it's gone. Right, but you know they never end up actually you know fighting. They just make a bunch of moves, and then he just yeah. uses super breath, blow him away. Oh yeah, he goes. Super breath. I'm making a lot sure. of sounds today. <laughs> Sticky sounds, wind sounds. Do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. Um, then they both grab a book, right? Right. Well, Robert Townsend tries to grab the, you know, the Bruce Lee book again. Picks up the wrong book. Oh, mm. it's on runway modeling. And so, Simon's touched it too. So what, yeah, he just grabs it and he just throws it to Simon, who just like you know instinctively grabs it. Most random moment <gasps> in the whole fucking. Movie. I love it. Now this is important for many reasons. One, if you remember back in the early part of the film, even though he touches the book, he doesn't have to recall information or do what the book says. He says it's a choice he can do it. <laughs> so both of these men choose to have... <laughs> they choose to have a, a walk-off. A walk-off. Yeah. It's very funny. Like, they're being very effeminate, very catty. It's, At one point, they slap each other like, oh, stop it. It's it's a very cute comedy scene. It's in a short 30 seconds. What's the song it goes time. to? Move your body or Move something like that? Move your body. It's great. going fine. I say bravo. Bravo movie. We need a little Yeah, movie. it was awesome. They that's the game. They a fight at the end right where they're hitting each other that's, about not touching that, each other. That's for I, you. That's I for have you. to connect to the movie somehow. That's why I didn't like Zapped all that much. <laughs> I like the music of Zapped, but this is your, gay. This is your window into the world of oh, Meet hey, Your what Man. what are you doing? Hey, that's me. Alex connects with the guy in the shirt. I connect with the caddy modeling. Exactly. I connect with the um, character um, development and rich story. <laughs> the quality <laughs> screenwriting and cinematography. Good for you. Yeah. So we all win. Dog dies. Oh, yeah. Really real. Dog dies. Seriously. The fucking Simon throws a truck. There's a truck. A truck on his dog. His, his loyal friend. As the dog's saying, watch out. Watch out. Watch out, Jeff. Watch Man, out. Be careful. Frankly, I'd be annoyed. <laughs> I'd be like, look, dog. Look, look, Stephen Hawking, dog. Why don't you just go up and bite the freaking... Simon or something. Bark, bark. Do something useful. <laughs> so in any case... <laughs> Instead of just standing out in the open to where he can easily be killed. Oh. Uh, so off camera, the dog gets hit. Simon throws Reed over a building and demands that his gang shoot him in an attempt to show off his powers. Right. This so, is a bit of overacting, I've got to say. Yeah, which, you know, my thought is like, okay, awesome. Now the world will do what I say! Shoot me! Wait, wait, wait a minute. What? Shoot me! 
of all the world leaders. I'm thinking maybe he's going to overuse his meteor powers and get drained out. Mm. That's what I thought was going to end up happening. That's not what happens, though. He just goes into this huge speech about, I want all the leaders of the world to come and meet I'm God. This is how you become a supervillain. Oh, yeah. And Making know, plans. By, by yelling a lot. Can, can you blame yell. him? Can you blame him? He has the powers of a god. We said earlier, deity. When you yeah. can talk to dogs, you're a deity. Absolutely. But all is not lost. Meaning Man shows up in costume. He, he didn't. He got knocked in the building. Conveniently, I guess, close to his apartment. But he just, you know, gets dressed for the occasion. And his super speed. That's how it works. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Super speed. So, you know, he goes over there. Um, he grabs some jumper cables, ties up our boy Simon, and then uses the jumper cables to, like, siphon his meteor powers away. You don't jump... I didn't know jumper cables could do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know but much about cars Anytime, Anytime powers. my meteor powers get low, I just use jumper cables and steal them from, like, an evil supervillain. Who's, like, yeah. sleeping. Which happens really fast. You think the supervillain would be able to react, but he doesn't. Yeah, well, he's, 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 he's tied up. through the cables. Um, no, 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 he's tied up. When you're tied up, you oh, can't. Yeah. And jumper cables are different than normal cables. Yeah, they're, they're tied up. That's they're, like, super thing. strong. That's in-game. Because they have metal inside of them, it... it Counteracts the power, almost like a force field, really. Yeah. yeah. As fast as it's going. Sure, yeah. <laughs> now, I also think that he may not respond because he may be worried about the baby lords, which Meteor Man also dispatches. Yeah, because they try to gang up on them like, really, really fast. He takes their shirts off, ties their arms together, and then takes their pants off and then leaves them. Yeah. I have no idea why the hell he did that. Why, why did Meteor Man take off their pants and He did it really speed? fast, so what else was going on? Oh. <laughs> Was it just for, like, humiliation? I'm assuming as well. I would hope. Baby lords. Like we're going to tie you together. The only thing I have right now, besides the jumper cable, what I'm going to say. You know, you guys love shirts. making connections. Michael Jackson's on the soundtrack. Whoa, Jonathan. Whoa. Whoa. Inappropriate. Soon, man. Inappropriate. Yeah. Soon. Inappropriate. Connections! Um, I'm connecting the dots. Mm, mm, I'm looking through the veil. I'm, mm, no. That, no. Come not on. on my, you can't not on our podcast, right you don't, sir. He was you don't have that kind of filth. He was a beautiful man. Institution. So, okay, so we've taken care of our villain. Meteor Man souped up. He got topped off with some meteor powers. Now we gotta take care of the doggy. But his powers are already... He's just gotten jumped off. But he's, I guess from tying up the kids and taking off their pants, he's expended a lot of meteor energy. It was his fault, to be honest. Pantsing all those, so, uh, all those baby... Now, now what's he gonna do about his dog? He uses his x-ray vision. He the, sees... The ribs oh, are broken. Ribs oh. are broken. Because the dog got hit by it. Hit by a fucking... So it must have just barely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the dog went. He jumped. <laughs> he jumped to the side. The dog did a back Convenient. Or something. Um. But so what's he gonna do? He doesn't have enough power to to do anything. Oh, there's the cause. Cause seems to use the last of his meteor power. See, I thought they were gonna combine their powers and both put their hands on the dog. That would uh, be awesome. Keep in mind, then they would have turned like the, into a mecha meteor man. Is this the eleventh power? I believe Heal? so. Healing. Healing. He can heal. If you've so, got a broken bone, go see Dr. Meteor Man. The, the cause, the great, great cause, heals the dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Honestly, I thought we were done at this point. Oh, uh, clearly. Yeah, we should be. I mean, we're out of Meteor Powers. Our villain's been taken care of. Who else is out there? The riddle Riddler. Yep, riddle me this. The Riddler. Riddle me this. What suit of cards lays eggs? One that's chicken. Uh, he oh, shows his, his evil syndicate, and he's just this weak little old man. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take you down." And you know, he's, he's got he's got all these Luther Vandross, um, <laughs> one of his guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they've all got guns ready. They're ready to just like you know kill him. Um, 
Because Meteor, and Meteor Man's out of power. He can't take bullets now. What the hell is he gonna do? Oh. Word. He's got, he's got Watch some out. friends. Should get the new rookie on this. Board. The United States of Violence. Yep. <laughs> he's got the blood in the Crips. The newest division of the DC <laughs> Police Department. And this is where the other music group shows up, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry, but the guy they got to say the one line is so bad. Like, what did he say? Something to the effect of, hey, stop that. <laughs> I'm in the music business. I would say he was the most gangster out of anyone in this film. He just rolls up and says, hey, look, guys, what you want to do is just get up and get out of here. Oh, wow. yeah, that is what he says. And they're like, what? Yeah, you need to leave before something happens. They point up and they go, look up. And <laughs> the Riddler has this and, huge overacting moment. Right. What's up there? And then we see... Together, together in harmony, Bloods and Crips all along the roofscape. Oh yeah, they're they're, they're like Robin Hood's merry men. Mm-hmm. They're prepared to take them down. And they are heavily armed. Outgunned. Out the Riddler is outgunned. So he says, "Maybe I'll take a vacation." <laughs> and jump in the cars. I I could take a vacation. Why didn't I think of that? This is a perfect time for it. Maybe I'll go to the Bahamas. That's it. Yeah. Well, well, well wait for me. What? Thanks. Anytime you need us, man. Immediately over. Movie's done. But wait, the, wait but then the cops show up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they can't oh, just, just, just behind the Bloods and the Crips. Let them take the first string, and then their buddies, you know, show up. Well, they got to prove themselves. You always send in the first, you know, right. the guys, like, just throw them in there and right. see what's going to happen. Right. So. I'm sorry. So after that, done. There's yeah. no wrapping Instant up. Ending. No um, character. You think that's what the sequel's for. All the other threads you thought that might be... But you would yeah. think... I'm not talking about, like, wrapping threads up. I, you would think they'd have some character moments. Right. Like, the, like throwing a little bit more James Earl Jones, purple-haired yeah. lady. A big, a, big, a big group hug. What about the yeah. landlady? She's still in the hospital. <laughs> this movie's really, really real. Maybe there was a scene where she died. <gasps> oh. That got on the cutting room floor. Mm. Now, Brad, you've looked on Wikipedia. Right. Wasn't there supposed to be another yeah, alternate scene? Um, I, there, there, was suppo- there was a oh, scene yeah. where they wrote... But they didn't film. In which they then they um at the very end they get they get word that a larger meteor has hit somewhere and him and him and um, and Eddie they're gonna go off and they're gonna get it and then be like you know be a superhero team. There you go. But they didn't. So. Eddie Griffin making machines, gadgets. I can see him as being a gadget oriented. Yeah, that's because I, I yeah again like if, on a rollerboard like something. If, I don't if know. they went on to make more, he would be the Donatello. Mm-hmm. He would yeah. be the Batman. He would oh, be making gadgets. A rollerboard. I'm sorry, a hoverboard. I just imagine him on an electronic. Hey, Meteor Man. <laughs> but he's always bumbling and messing things right. up. Right. and hitting on ladies. Yeah, getting distracted. Like, I'm coming. Hello. <laughs> Maybe and Sinbad like, helps yeah. him. Maybe the meteor lands in Sinbad, Africa. Yeah. There's a lot of potential. I'm telling you, there could have been many more movies. A TV series. Maybe aliens come who who know of the meteor power. Oh. Because yeah. it's from their own planet. And they're like, we want our meteor back. Nice. It's our meteor. <laughs> then we learned out that it's not so much the meteor, it's the mitochlorines. Yeah, the mitochlorines. That are yeah. like little organisms from their planet that are refugees. Yeah. And it gives them power. But of course, the human blood will eventually kill them, which is why he loses his powers right. eventually. Yeah. So they're mad. They're pissed off at Earth. I'm just pitching other stuff. Oh, no, no. I actually want to see a sequel where, you know, he's already taken care of the United States. Bloods and the Crips are together. Um, crime totally eliminated, basically. Drugs, prostitution. Just got to take on other stuff. Got to take on the Yakuza. Got to. Bruce <laughs> <laughs> also make, make, makes his way to South Africa, which they mentioned in the film. Right. And or, I don't know. This is well past the Iron Curtain falling, but uh, people will have a Russian kind of thing. He goes back in time. 
He's got that power, I'm sure. A time travel. Why the hell wouldn't he? <laughs> He has a time travel. Just hops on on his meteor time treadmill. Goes back in time. Bam. Done. There you go. 17 films. A cartoon series. Oh. This is a franchise of life. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Meteor Man could go on forever. We just gotta... I don't think it's a matter of sequel. We just gotta reboot it. Start anew. And then... Then make the franchise. Are you talking about a reboot of Meteor Man? I, I just don't think a sequel is How do you talk monetarily it? It's viable. It's been a decade. It has been more a than long. a decade. Much more than a decade. Yeah, almost two. Oh. Almost two decades. It's time. If you can reboot the Friday the 13th movies and the freaking Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Granted, those are horror films and easily rebooted because there's no substance there to begin with. Like, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, we should we should throw this project out of Paris way. Hell no, we do not. No, Jonathan. He knows how to don't make a lot of you, films. This will not be even dare. He knows man. how to make a lot of films for no money at all and then no. reap the benefits. And fucking hire no, scab writers. Get, maybe put Medea in there as a fuck, wacky neighbor. Fuck Tyler Perry. She could be that um, woman. Official, like, or a love interest. She could be the nurse. Not yeah. the hot one, but the other one. Official Ramjack notice. Tyler Perry, you are now and forever on official Ramjack notice. Go fuck yourself. Whoa, Brad. Ooh. Those are strong words for the person that re- may make the remake. Never. I do I, bad I, all I by will myself. I kill him first. Tyler Perry's I do bad all by myself. Fuck you, Tyler Perry. <laughs> fuck you. I'm just saying. Awesome, Jonathan. All right. So, yeah, what do you got? All, all in all, I really enjoyed Meteor Man. Amazing film. I'll be honest. I had some apprehensions at the beginning. I wasn't sure if I was going to – because I've seen parts of it before, but mm. I was like, I haven't seen it all the way through. I don't know if it's going to be something that's really going to be that – Awesome, great. Because it's a hard miss. I had high hopes for freaking Dreamcatcher. Horrible. Right. It just seems like the plot really is hurried along. Right. Uh, just even talking about it, it seemed like we got through it really quickly. And I think you get a sense of what was removed. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's hard. You don't really know if that was really what was happening behind the scenes. But I, I think I bet someone told him that it was too long. Yeah. Or that it was, they needed to make it more marketable, just make it shorter. Which is, uh, frankly, unfortunate. Because I think the other scenes would have helped. Yeah, I, again, I they rushed through a lot of things. I interested in his love life, but... The love, the, also, when he's losing his powers, is very, very ill-defined. Mm-hmm. It's it, because they just have to rush through it, and you don't really understand why he all of a sudden doesn't have powers. And mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, a lot of things get a little loose thin. But at the same time, I think his message comes across very well. Great. Unity. Standing up for yourself, standing up for your community, yeah, not being a coward. Film. Great. Oh, I just love this movie. Don't be a baby very, lord. Very Don't nice. be a junior lord. I, I give this my stamp of approval. I think people should go watch it. Absolutely. For sure. It's definitely one of those movies that I don't think, honestly, anyone really is aware of. Yeah. People, go out there and find it. So, Meteor Man. It is out there. Ramjack! And here we are in the Situation Room. Jonathan. Yes. All right. So let's go with the premise that, just like Meteor Man, you have got a newfound power. Ooh! Every book you touch or DVD, you gain the knowledge inherent in such object. Updating it. 30 seconds long. Okay. All right. Now, unlike Meteor Man, you have this power forever. From this point forward, you have this power. Okay. The 30-second rule applies? Yeah. Okay. Still applies. But again, we've, we've gotten around that by you could hold it for a lot longer or whatever. Here's the twist part. You have accidentally been banished 
to a deserted island. Lame. Okay. You can, for some reason, you you know you found this property. This is great. You have some books on you. There are these five books you carry with you at all times. What are those five books? You're gonna have to help you on this island, dude. Oh, so I need the books to help me survive. This isn't but just you don't the know. standard. There's five books you keep with you all the time. So what five books? All you know. You can't. Okay, you will have no more access to any other books. Just five books would you take? And I need what's in the books to survive. If you want, I mean, it's whatever. I mean, you could just take, you could take some erotica, I guess, could, and just you know. You could take. Let's be honest. You could take one book on survival on desert island, and be fine. So the other ones could be whatever you wanted them to be. Okay. All right. Another twist part. Well, <laughs> I'm kidding. There's no. There's no second. There's no third or second. All right. Twist. All right. All right. All right. Uh, You're not alone on the island. We'll fill that out. Okay. So, let's absorb. Treasure Island. Why? Ooh. Well, Island, first of all. I will be able to use the experience of my fictional characters, my peers, and find treasure. That way, if any ships come by the island, I can barter with them, just in case they're shifty folk and don't necessarily want to take me Do on you happen first. to be on the same island that the fictional Treasure Island takes place on? Well, no. It, the, I <laughs> could be Brad. I don't feel shatter the book. dreams. I, I feel the book will help me. In finding treasure in general, it will help me hone my skills. Okay? I could see that. Sure. There's got to be tons of islands that pirates had landed on and buried treasure long sure. ago. Jonathan could find it. Absolutely. Because I'm not going to be bothered to learn about this before I'm deserted. A book on water purification. Ah. Mm. Uh, three. A book about monkey training. Because I'm not going to be bothered to look at that stuff right now. But maybe I would want to train some monkeys. To help me do things. Find food, put stuff together. Then I won't need the damn books. But monkeys. For erotica. <laughs> maybe a little... Uh, like a little porn. Maybe a little erotic fan fiction. Uh, I don't know how I could use that with my absorption powers, but it would be a good read. And then five... Uh, hmm, the secret. <laughs> I'd bring wow. the secret with me. Because sometimes you forget how to look at the positive side of things. And you need to be reminded... Even if just for 30 seconds. Can I just say, I think you're screwed on this island. <laughs> hey, yeah, I can dude. purify water. I'm training monkeys to do my bidding. I hope there are monkeys on treasure. the island. Again, the first book I would have taken would be all-inclusive, How to Survive on a Deserted Island. Hey, maybe some hey, medical hey, books. Maybe worst-case scenario. Deserted Island. Don't try to make yourself say, well, I know how I would have answered the question. Shut it. <laughs> I know. I mean, it is your, your yeah. question. And I, I think those answers are nice. And I answered it's your short good life job. on this island. I know the good secret, job, Jonathan. I make positive things manifest. Very good, very good. Okay. It's the Christian version of Zapped. <laughs> the secret. Have it too. Yes, it is. My turn? Yeah. All right. Uh, Brad. Ooh, pointed question. A little boy comes to you and says that he's being bullied by some local toughs. What would you, Brad, give this child in terms of advice? Keep in mind, he's a small little boy. A giraffe boy. He's a giraffe. Oh, he's a giraffe. Well, you know, originally I, th I thought he was just a kid, and this being me, um, I would have told him to go fuck himself because I hate children. But if it's a miracle giraffe baby boy, <laughs> then five and two Gizo, I think I gotta stand up for him. I tell him to hold his head high. Hold your head high. Higher than normal. <laughs> hold your head high. Be proud because you come from a good. You good from come from good stock. Mm-hmm. You're one um, of three miracle babies. You're a miracle baby, first of all. Part of a species. You're part of, yeah. You, you are from miracle parentage. Um, you might be the giraffe messiah, being as you're a miracle baby. 
I really thought part of a trinity. When you were talking about that story, that it was going to be like a baby that was somehow born of a virgin, <laughs> of a giraffe. virgin giraffe. I was afraid you would mistake me when Asexual I said a boy giraffe, as in like half giraffe, half boy. <laughs> yes, I see now. What advice would I give to this Look, freak? Um, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll come out and say it. I think some giraffes are better than some people I know. So uh, I tried to, you know, hold your head high. Um, remember that you're a miracle baby. You might be the giraffe messiah. I don't want to build him up too much. I don't want to give him, you know, big head or anything. He is one of three miracles. Right. So he's part of the trinity of miracle giraffes. Um, might be the Holy Ghost. I, you know, I'd basically tell him, I'd say, hey, you know, show me who's giving you trouble. I'll, I'll fuck him up for you. I'll smack some heads in because that ain't right. That ain't right. Okay. Great. Thank you. All right. Situation. Clearly Meteor Man has a decent array of super abilities, but not enough. You two can consult on this if you like. Ooh, joint um, question. Tag team. What yeah. additional three powers should he have in the sequel to Meteor Man? And what is the subtitle of this soon to be Oscar winning film? So what powers? Three three new superpowers. Um, three. Per sequel. Ability to breathe underwater. Okay. This is going to be uh, a marine adventure. Nice. My mind. May not be, but I think breathing in water is important. Travel through time. <gasps> time traveling time and traveling. breathing through water. Can you time travel while underwater? Yeah. Well, dude, of course. You I'm just once, checking. Man. What's a third power you could have? Charm any lady he knows. <gasps> Seduction. Oh, he'll need. Kind of like a vampire. And that would make Eddie Griffin's character jealous. Conflict. Nice. Ooh. So what's the, what's, okay, we need a subtitle for this He's great film. I want to call it something like Back in the, or take a reference from bad sequel titles like uh, The Meteor Man, again, or, <laughs> no, but it needs a subtitle. So right. The Meteor Man, colon, Meteor Man 2. Oh, God. So obvious. Ugh. The Force Unleashed. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, back with the boys. Uh, or if this is the movie where they go to Africa to find the other meteor, you could say, uh, go into the motherland. Meteor Man 2, go into the motherland. <laughs> meteor Man 2, this time it's personal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that works. I like that. Which one? This time You're you can't steal mine. It's my question. Well, then you shouldn't have offered it. I was joking. Medium Man 2. Back to the motherland. Back to the motherland. Back to the motherland. Underwater, time traveling. All right. Maybe he's going to keep the slaves from going on the ship. There's comedic potential in that. I am. going to change the future, though. That's it for Medium Man 3. Apocalypse Now. (laughs) Medium Man 3. Funk Grand Prix. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I like that one. Nice. Isn't it back to Jonathan? Oh, okay. Alex. All right. You're an advertising executive. Keep in mind, I really did write this before we even watched the movie. It's going to seem really funny. I altered it slightly, but otherwise, it's the same thing. Funny. All right. Okay. You're an advertising executive, uh, designer, let's say, who has just received a a promotional request from an up-and-coming yet vaguely motivated gang. The only thing they've decided on so far is their chant. Are you ready to hear their chant? Let's hear the chant. Here I am. Take a look at me. I'm high as a kite and I'm twice as free. Like a dream that was meant to be. This time it's mine and I'm not running away like I did before. I'm not going to hide from it anymore. Going to find what I'm looking for. This time it's mine. Now that I've got my shot and I'm coming to get what you got. If you're ready or not. 
That is a, that is a wordy wow. chant. That is a wordy chant. Uh, here is this, they're vaguely motivated. As kind and twice as free. Are you sure this is really a gang? It's <laughs> like a, a club. Well, I, I see it as being said the way I did it. Maybe not. A, <laughs> okay, so what are they doing? Why are they coming to me? Here it is. <laughs> this is what they need. They've got that. Let's not say it's a chant. Let's just say it's more of a... It's a mantra. A, a manifesto. Yeah, it's a manifesto. <laughs> anyway, they've got this manifesto chant. Um, so based on what you just heard, uh, who is this gang meant for? Who, who is this gang reaching out to based on this? What is the name of the gang? And could you give them a simplified motto? I like that that actually is part of the question. Considering I was just made butter. <laughs> wow. So, who is this gang for? Yeah, it's <laughs> um, I as a kite and twice as free. <laughs> I'm coming to get what you got. Okay. Who's it meant Ready for? or not. Think about the, there's kites, dreams. They're coming to get what you got. <laughs> Whether you're ready for it or not. Wow. Who is this gang for? Yeah. So wait a minute. A group of guys come to me and say, hey, look, we got this motto. Who do you think would be the ideal target audience? Look, we want to form a gang, but we've got this. We really like this. But who do you think this appeals to? All right, all right. Listen up. First off, as all gangs, you need young, impressionable kids who have a rough home life. You can take them away from that and give them a new family. Kids do like kites. There you go. True. Children. Okay. I would say go for grade school. Kind of like a baby lord's thing. Get them when they're young. Okay. Nice. What, okay, so we got that. Okay, so we have the target audience. Now, what's the name of the gang? All right. Something wants me to say kites, because I's a kite and twice as free. But kites doesn't really strike fear. Maybe if you Not added something to gang. kites, something a little more menacing. Uh, free kites. <laughs> no, they were selling kites. <laughs> Are the giving the them demon away. rainbow kite. Huh? Ooh. Uh, we gotta have an animal in there, because the Golden Lords had a tiger. True. So they they have to have something with them. I don't think kite is a good enough mascot. Yeah. Ooh, it could be a giraffe. But I don't want I don't want to impose my personal preferences on animals. True. Or this club, this new this upstart. Well, you gotta pick a, you gotta pick a name. <laughs> I know. Uh, I think they're gonna be called the Ready or Nots. Okay. Ready or not? That's pretty intimidating. The ready or not? Ready or not? It's like a juggernaut. But yeah, ready yeah or and there would be an everybody get inside your homes. The ready or not's are coming. No, I think and the whole thing will or be twice space. as free. It'll be space funk. Ready or not? Nice. Bam. I like it. I like okay. It. And what is their simplified motto? Simplified motto. Yeah, taking everything that I I recited to you earlier. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the end of the song. I mean, motto. Oh, so just oh, coming to get what you got. Ready or not? Okay. Bam. Nice. Got it. I like that. Thank you. Done. You know what? I actually want to see. I want to help this gang out. And you just got a big fat check for nice. your consulting fee. So nice. Very nice. Okay, Brad. Situation. Oh, Brad, you're a writer, right? Sure. You are an internationally uh, playwright. Critically acclaimed, award winning, yeah. Yeah, okay. So obviously you have to keep your skills up. Obviously. So you dabble in fan fiction. Uh, oh, okay. No, no use hiding it. Okay, now let's say, as you would do naturally as someone who writes fan fiction, mm -hmm. you are going to choose a film we've done on Ramjack. Okay. Put yourself in as a character and tell us a little bit of how the story would change because of it. So, again, just to recap, you write fan fiction. 
<laughs> I have not now nor have I ever in fan fiction, but okay, right, I'll go we're, along. We're, we're, I'll we're go recapping, along. we're recapping, we're okay. recapping, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so you have to pick a movie we've watched on Ramjack. Okay. Okay, place yourself in it as a character, and then tell us a little bit about how that story would change because you are now in that uh, story. Okay. Um, Choose wisely. Okay, also, I'm just throw this out there. You have to include me and Jonathan in it as characters as well. Okay, 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 okay. Um, let's see. Okay, I'm at Roadhouse. Oh, okay. The prequel to Lost. Um, the Adomus, um, some might say. I, I, um, I'm, I'm the harmonica player in the band. Nice. I, um, playing some playing some blues with Blindy McBlinderson. Um, Picking a small character, give, fleshing out their story. Yeah. That's the key to fan fiction, right? That's that's my that's my thing. Um, and you guys, um, Jonathan, you are you're the accountant for the bar. You know, you're you're back there crunching numbers. Um, Alex, um, I br- I bring you in because I need help. Because this place is really unruly, and I'm like, I need, I need someone that can help me out. And I feel like you might have somewhere deep inside you the abilities um, needed, uh, you know. Because I don't, I don't know that we've got a new cooler coming. All I know is that Locke's father, he's hired me to work here, and I'm a little scared. Mm. So I'm like, I need a friend that I can trust. Um, I don't know if you really have the, the fighting skills with your, you know, with, with your um, not-so-muscular physique. Hold on. What do you mean? Um, nothing. Come on. Oh, come, you're deceptively strong, but come on. Except you Outward appearances strong. are deceiving. Um, all right. All right. All right. So um, I'm, I'm going to bring you there. Just kind of, you know, just kind of watch my back because I'm scared a little bit. You know, I'm scared inside. That's my softer inner side. Um, but the thing is, I've learned a lot from the blind guy because he has an inner strength, you know, and he's like, don't worry. You know, we just got to be strong, even though this is a really surly bar, you know, and I learned from him because of his brave, you know, his, his braveness. Because he's he's got a disability and he's still he's still up there you know doing his thing, and uh, when Dalton comes into town, like we become fast friends. You know we're hanging out at Reds, and you know I'm learning I'm learning the ways. I'm actually thinking about um, becoming a cooler of my own, and we actually end up buying a or a bar across the way. We're going to be the rival bar, and we eventually have to talk Jonathan into leaving there to come work for us. Yeah. How many chapters is this story? Oh, it's going to be like 27. Awesome. The we're, longer, we're, the yeah. better. We're going to bring in Wade Garrett to be our cooler. That's what he's doing in town. This is going to change the story entirely. Yeah. Well, how are they going to take care of the big boss, man? I'm sorry. I'm getting way too involved in fan fiction. Brad Wesley. I'm just going to wait until well, it's, it's going to be It's going to be just like in the movie. I'm just talking about what happens on the sides. Like you wondered why did Wade Garrett come into town? He came down to, to work at our bar. You're going to find out. We're secretly building. I don't think Locke's father's going to be happy with it. Well, probably not. But that's why we've hired we've hired we've hired this like driver to take him down to Tallahassee and just drop him off and leave him there. It's a little shifty, but he's a shifty guy. So we've hired this guy Jesse to drive a truck, um, and he's going to drive him down to Tallahassee. Nice. Yeah. I can only assume that Jacob told us to do this. Yeah, of course. Whoever that is, Jacob. Yeah. Very nice, Brad. Yeah. I think yeah, you have a good strong talent, and I you know I applaud you. For- been on that track. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Nice. Just be sure to throw in a lot of he says. He says. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. yeah. I was just giving you the outline, really, of story. So nice, yeah. nice, nice. All right. Okay. Situation. Oh, okay. Congratulations. You've been hired to create the Saturday morning Meteor Man. What changes would you make? And most importantly, 
who would you have voice the Golden Lord's wacky tiger mascot? Okay. First of all, the dog gets the superpowers too. Nice. <laughs> of course. Uh, nice. There's no subtitles. He just talks. Uh, just flat out talks. Uh, that's, that's the main thing that I immediately thought of. Um, I think we can have Cosby back too. Yeah. He can do a lot of the voices. Oh, right. Yeah, I'll be like, Bad Hopper, he can do most of the voices. Maybe focus on a, a few of the characters from the neighborhood and just have one guest star every week. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's like, this week, Magic Johnson <laughs> helps <laughs> Meteor Man solve nice. a crime busting ring, or I don't know. Criss Cross. A- oh, yeah. Seriously. Gotta have Criss Cross. James Earl Jones. He won't be able to come back and revoice the role, but we'll get the character still there. Well, you never know. <laughs> Sometimes James Earl Jones. That way he can have funny wigs in every episode. Right. Exactly. Halloween episode will be great. Mm-hmm. Because you can't decide. Oh, 31st is coming up. Uh, let's see. Uh, you, you, need a, you need a theme song. Uh, I say the theme song should be sung by MC Hammer. Nice. I was going to suggest David Pomerantz, but... Okay. But yeah. uh, Hammer's okay, too. I mean, whatever. David, David will bring the sax and the horns that nice. you need. Uh, wait, wait, are we bringing Hammer... Hammerhand together? That could work. Wow. Yes. yes. A nice. little bit of rap. Yes, thank you. A little bit of hope. That, yeah. Nice. Gosh, that could be amazing. Again, the, the, the big question, who's going to voice the Golden Lord's wacky tiger mascot? Don DeLuise. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep throwing these things out there. Dude, Feel free to disagree. I, I think that's great. Who, who is it now? Don DeLuise. Don DeLuise. Technically, I, I think he died recently. <laughs> I, I think Don DeLuise is dead. But he would be a really good choice. Well, I, I assume this is when you're talking about this cartoon, we're like going back in time. It's like 1996, 97, oh, 93. Same year as the same movie. You got to catch on that stuff early. Clearly. Obviously. Nice. So I, I, I picked Don DeLuise. Don DeLuise. Works. As the tiger who's always startled. <laughs> I'm <Nice>. startled. Nice. <laughs> uh, and more villains. You got to get some like really iconic, like maybe yeah. a lot of meteors. That's the premise of the cartoon. Right. Meteor Man, we already have him established. Meteors come raining down. Well, so like, so like the that. Golden Lords are like, kind of like a foot clan. They're just like yeah. extras. We also, we also have to have Squirrel come in because you have to have a kid that's oh, always yeah. with Meteor Man. Yeah. Who's always learning the lessons. Like this yeah. week we're teaching Squirrel about drug use. This week it's about stealing. Nice. Could, he the got tiger a moral. De- could the tiger defect and start working for Meteor Man? Oh. He's a mole. Yeah. He's a tiger mole. Tiger mole. And the whole time, that guy in the white dress shirt is trying to get the tiger back. Because that's why he... And then at the end of every episode, live-action Robert Townsend comes in, and he tells you what you just learned. Like, okay, today we had a lot of fun, but this is what you learned. I really want, I really want to see this show. This it sounds, sounds awesome. pretty good. I'm kind of excited about this. It's got all the staples. Oh, and pizza. they got to eat a lot of pizza. Of course. They've got to also have a segment where they talk about a book the kids can read every... Week. Oh, and also yeah. in the episode. Oh, and uh, the Eddie guy, he has the machinery. He's the right. gadget guy. Uh, and I want him to create Meteor Pizza. Nice. <laughs> I made a pizza based on Meteor Man. It's got green pepperoni. They should open up a pizza joint together. Every TV adaptation That's where the involves, kids hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. With a pizza joint. I like it. That's where they hang out. At the beginning of the episode, uh, they get a call on the phone. They leave the pizza joint, solve the problem, come back for some pizza. I love this. I love that. I, yeah, I want to see the show. Eddie. Oh, and Eddie makes a robot. Nice. <laughs> this has like 19 sidekicks. Nice. The I'm tiger, tired. the dog, the squirrel kid, the Oh, and robot. I think like while Sean's character should be like the, the annoying teacher that, that's always causing trouble. Who's always like getting like potted plants hit on his head. Right. Or slime. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. no. 
You know Wallace Shawn would do it. Yeah. I can see this in oh, my mind. This looks this is awesome. Yeah. We need to pitch this. I want to start storyboarding. Guys, like we're just throwing these things out there for free. Like we come up with the, the fucking the movie with Heidi and Spencer. And we start this out. Idea, man. Seriously, the Heidi and Spencer movie should happen. Was that when they went to I, Egypt? I yeah. can barely even remember. <laughs> of course it's when they went to yes. Egypt. North and South Egypt, man. <laughs> North and South Egypt. Okay. Dude. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. That, yeah. All right, kids. Thanks for asking that question, dude. Mm-hmm. That was great. Nice. Thank you for listening to another episode of Ram Jack. Big episode eight. Episode eight. What's coming up? What's coming up? Ten. After nine, but we'll talk more about that later. Absolutely. All right. So, um, as always, we'd like to thank the Poppery 2, most amazing popcorn maker ever made. It looks Absolutely. like an evil robot, but it's not. It's not. No. Trust it. Love it. And organic popcorn? Give it a, give it a shot. Yeah. And throw in that organic popcorn by the fistful. Don't be a coward. Don't feel guilty about lies that you may have told in the past. Just throw it in there. It's, it's better the second time around, for sure. Yeah. Fly, is, fly high as a kite and twice as free. Hi, as a guy. That's why I says free. Um, if you would like to contact Ramjack, there's a number of ways you can do that. You can visit our website at www.curiosityabounds.com forward slash Ramjack. Check in there. We'll have some uh, fan fiction up uh, very soon, if yes. not already. <laughs> also, you can email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, and if you have any voicemails you'd like to leave us, you can do that at 206-339-5894. Like that again, Brad? Absolutely. That would be 206 339 5894. And I can just dial that on a telephone? On a whim. Wow. Talk about anything you want. It's amazing. Preferably related to the podcast. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. I think uh, one last thing. I think we need to thank Mr. Pernasek here. Yes. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us once again for your sadly final time. One I last think time. This, I think this, yes. <laughs> Are, are you are you moving away for real now? Yes. Okay. Okay. You, you can, can come. You now. can come back at the holidays. Yes. For the Christmas please, episode. Please I'll pretend to miss you. Go to Chicago. Don't come back. <laughs> Serious this time. Yeah, I, I really hope he makes it in the big city. Yeah. All right, some people don't. Brad, are we going to watch another movie next week or not? I think we're going to, and I think I got some taglines. You got some taglines? I do. How many? Three. Does every movie have three taglines? I just don't know it. At least. At least. Wow. All right, you ready for the first one? Let's, let's hear it. Go. <laughs> All right. Is That's this- it. That's it. Go. G-O. We Go. start out simple. Tease him. Go. What does it mean? All right, second tagline. Go! Exclamation point. <laughs> May 2008. They really they put that uh, under tagline? Yes, they have three listed. That is the second one. The first one's go with no exclamation point. First to tease the him. Second, give him some information. Second is go exclamation point, May 2008. It's more definitive. Go 2008. Better and better. Finally. Wait, the, May 2008 is what you said? May 2008. Oh, so go exclamation point, May 2008. Right. So a whole month has been pulled. It's been commanded. <laughs> it's been given an exclamation point. Go! May 2008. Finally, from the creators of the Matrix trilogy, comes a world built for speed. It's going to only be one film. Absolutely. It's Speed Racer. 
Go speed racer. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yes. Go! Exclamation point, May 2008. <laughs> Hooray for speed racer! Absolutely. It's going to be good times. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. We also like to send a shout out to Mature Chrome Supplies and Music for this podcast. Uh, the song Out of Town is what you hear. And you can find it at cdbaby.com forward slash cd forward slash mercurochrome. Buy their album. It's great. Okay. And without further ado. Media Wait, wait, wait. I'm kidding. Oh, man.